Puffle, how are you? It's Ryan. Uh, Sue brought me out of retirement because she needed the thingy for this episode, and apparently I'm the thingy guy. Although I may come out of retirement more permanently because now apparently I'm a Harmonian. Who the thunk it? I'm like, P.S., but, you know, taller, and I know where Canada is. So just a warning, if you're squicked by breastfeeding, and if you don't want to know how we can use pickles to recreate the wonder that is the early stages of human childbirth, you may want to take an Ambien before tonight's podcast. Oh, what a waste of pickle juice. Pretty good in there, but I was alright. I thought maybe you were asking everybody individually. No, I just was distracted by something else and didn't even notice until you answered me. And then I was like, um, hmm, I think I put this in the wrong chat. <laughs> Wait, were you distracted by the weeds? So I was distracted by the weeds. Yes, thank you for pointing that out. And God love Wolfie for sending me porn. You know, music. Oh my God. porn music. Oh, okay. <laughs> you might want to make that distinction, Sue. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'll edit this. <laughs> I never know. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Come on. What? Uh, The White Sox are playing the Baltimore o- Orioles. <laughs> and we got baseball. And <laughs> yep. and I are currently in a fight because she's an Orioles fan and I'm a Sox fan, so... Okay. Just as well you're not both on the same podcast. Really? This is it would not be a good time to have Oh oh we got a hit. I'm I'm a big baseball fan. <laughs> Never would have guessed. No boy oh boy. <laughs> Ooh, she got Dalek there. Yeah, she did kinda of Dalek down us for a minute. Trying to decide oh, well. if I need to shut the door. And it's tied! Yay! Okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay, can can you guys hear Phineas and Fur in the background for me? Can we hear what no. in the background? Okay. Ours watching Phineas. Yeah. Ours oh. watching a Phineas Ferb um, movie. Okay. No. Okay. Ours, shush. You're supposed to watch the TV and, and not interrupt. Aw. Hi, Ulrich. <laughs> hi, Ulrich. Sue says hi. They all say hi. He said okay. I know. We had an early dinner and I came in and left the door propped open so the dog can get in and out as she wants. But... I just heard mom out there trying to play with her, thinking, hmm, maybe I should go close the door, but they've stopped, so I think we're good. So. I'm knitting. I thought it would be fun to play with the, the yarn while I knit. Of course it's good to play with the yarn while you knit. And so. my mom bought me yarn, and I'm thinking to myself, what? I'm like, that just smells like potpourri or something like that. And then I finally figured out she bought it at some place that had potpourri in it. And it's it's <laughs> My washcloth is smelling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there you go. Smells good. That's good. Yeah. Anything no, anything else? particular going on this week? It's very interesting having a house full of men. Oh. Mm. Um, How is that? Yeah. Well, the two boys I rarely see. They, like, hide up in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, except for Hunter, who has found a walking stick and has been diligently sanding and working on his walking stick. But they spent mm. most of the oh, day yeah. up doing claymation movies. Nice. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Interesting. Go outside. So you got Hunter, Calvin, Mike, and... That's it. That's it? Yeah. All right. And Hunter's only staying about 10 days, it sounds like. Hmm. Okay. Before he goes back home. He apparently misses his girlfriend. Ah. How old is Hunter? 17. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I had to ask. How old are you? Uh, we were thinking like 10 or something. Calvin yeah. is 10. I was oh. going to say, I thought Calvin was 10. <laughs> yeah, Calvin is 10. I thought they were on both the same age, but... 
<laughs> oh, do you want my Puffwinian story? Oh, of course. Yes. I thought I was Kenyan for a while. You said you were Kenyan for a while. Yeah, I thought I was Kenyan. Why? Uh, I had a brilliant idea. I think, it, yeah, it was Thursday. I'm going to go run. Okay, this, I'm going to go run at the track. Okay. This is right. This is the foot story. Yeah, it's my foot story. Okay. I'm going to go run at the track. I go, I do two laps, we'll each call a half mile. I'm like, you know what? It's a track I've been training to go on my feet, and I'm going to get these little special shoes called um, Five Finger Vibes. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to help. It's just like, it's supposed to simulate barefoot running. And so I've been training to run on my feet, on my toes now, instead of striking my heel. I've been doing really, really well with that. And I'm thinking, okay, this is what I'll do. I'm like, hey, I'm on a track. I'm like, I don't have to worry about rocks or anything like that. And then it's cushiony. It's not like being on a hard pavement, but it's still a hard surface. I'm like, I'll just run on the track barefoot. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm going along. I'm thinking to myself, this is a lot of fun. I'm like, yeah, I'm a rock star. I'm jamming to the thing. About a half mile into it, I'm thinking to myself, why do my feet like I'm wearing, why does my feet feel like I'm wearing socks that are wrinkled? I'm like, that's, this feels odd. And I, I'm like, okay, I get to where my shoes are. I look at my feet and they're just like all wrinkled up. But I'm thinking to myself, you know, and I don't think this was a brilliant idea. <laughs> I'm like, I'll just put my, I'll put my shoes and my socks on and I'll just do one more lap around the thing. I try to take two steps and it was like instantaneous pain. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, um, no running. We'll just walk the lap. I'm walking the lap and I'm like, I'm, I start hobbling. I was going like, to say, let's look. hobble the lap. Yeah, I hobbled the lap. So I did like a mile and a quarter. I'm like, okay, I go to my car. I take out my water bottle. I spray down my feet and I'm like, well, the track was red. I'm thinking, I didn't put, I'm thinking, oh, it's an 80 degree day. It's a, it's like 20 degrees cooler than it has been in the last two weeks. Well, guess what? The track was at least 105 degrees on the track. Oh, I'm oh. sure. <laughs> I burnt my feet. Do uh, you have my, second degree burns on your feet? Oh, I had the biggest blood blisters. Oh. Like, you would leave. I I came to work and then I I had high heels on, not high high, but it was still heels on. So I'm on my toes and I'm like, <laughs> I took I I got ice and I had them on my feet. Um, I cornered my work husband and I go, Dan, Dan. He goes, what? And I go, can you go out go to Walgreens and get me a pair of flip flops? We went out to Walgreens and bought me a pair of flip I'm going to call you Jen. Oh, boy. <laughs> Profound sympathies. Yes. Ouch. But, oh. Oh. My, yeah, my right foot wasn't bad, but my left my left foot, the whole, pretty, except for like where the big toe is, that ball right there, mm-hmm. everything else was a huge blood blister. I oh. come home. I come home, I just, I lay on the couch, and Art's like, I'm hungry. I go, Art, you're going to defend for yourself, and you're going to make whatever you can. He's like, why? And I looked at my feet, and he's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. So, wow. That was like, yeah, that was, that was interesting. And then I told some people, and they're like, what the hell do you think? I go, for some reason, I, I, I was dreaming I was Kenyan, and I could run really, really fast in my bare feet. 
Well, you probably can run really, really fast in your bare feet if it's 105 degrees. Yeah, I, I didn't say it was the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> Ouch. Owie. Yeah, so now the one foot's totally healed. The other one, it's not. It's still pretty ugly. Oops. So I'm hitting the elliptical instead now. I'm not running for a while. Mm, probably a good idea. Poor baby. Yeah. Oh, it's my own doing. Yeah, but still, that's painful. That hurts. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was like, I think I'd rather go through childbirth than do this ever again. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. It was still a lot of fun. Oh, running yeah. in my bare feet. Well, I enjoy walking in my bare feet. I'm not sure running is quite my thing, but yeah, I, I, all the power to you. I just, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, like I said, I walk I'm in not my bare feet in the house, but uh, oh, that's a little different. Yeah, I walk in my bare feet all the time, so. And I've been trying to do more and more things in my bare feet because it's, I'm decided to become a minimalist runner. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Kelly. Hello. Are you sick? Hello. Yeah, I'm not feeling well. I've stayed home today. I was going to say, you've been uh-huh. online all day, which I thought well, was the computers, Well, the computer's been on all day. I didn't know it was on, so. So, are you up uh, for podcasting? Yeah, I got new furniture yesterday. Okay. Ooh! And I had to clean, completely, practically empty my living room and my bedroom between Saturday and Sunday morning. So, I got like three hours of sleep Saturday night. It was 98 degrees here yesterday, and I got heat exhaustion. Oh. I got overheated. I mean, I had the whole nine, vomiting, the diarrhea the dizziness everything and when i got up this morning it was like you know i'm not feeling 100 percent. so i just stayed in bed it's cooler in my bedroom i was it was cooler today i'm i'm still a bit warm i have a drink i have my feet up i don't know how long i'm gonna last tonight but i'll try okay well if you need to go you can go yeah just hot that's all i'm so done with summer I'm I'm yeah. so done with summertime. It's mm-hmm. just too freaking hot. Mm-hmm. I saw a great yeah, sign the other day. Visit northern climes or something. Yeah, something. I saw a sign the other day in Pittsburgh. I go, yeah, it's hot, but it's better than shoveling. That's true. <laughs> but we don't that. shovel that much. <laughs> I mean, we average 24 inches of snow a year, so shoveling is not. That's I would much rather be. Yeah, that's the trade-off. Cold. Mm-hmm. Like I always say. In the summer, you can only take so many layers off before you get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Yeah, sometimes that's when I wish I was a male because, I mean, I can go shirtless and stuff. So. No, it, that, not that's not attractive. That's just not attractive. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Think about this, Trish. How many guys do you see on an everyday basis that would look good without a shirt. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe one or two out of the, I don't know, 50 or 60 you may run into every day. Yeah. We'll just look at them instead. I'll put the blinders on and just look at them. <laughs> I'd rather poke my eyes out. <laughs> Dear. Oh, boy. Well, we haven't started yet because Trisha was telling us about running barefoot on the track and realizing halfway through that it God, was 100 hot. degrees on the track and burning her feet. Did, so, Did you damage your feet? Oh, yeah. I got big, huge, big blood blister. Oh, Trisha. Ow, ow, ow. 
And then she got I to know. wear high heels. Ah, yeah. that's, uh, what are you a masochist? <laughs> <laughs> that's just suggestive. Yeah, oh my god. Oh, believe uh, Yeah, that's when I realized I needed help and I contacted Special. my little work husband and begged him to go buy me some flip flops from, from Walgreens. It's a good thing you oh have a work god. husband. Oh, yeah. I torture him, so that's good. That's awful. Oh, there's no way. There's no way. Oh, yeah, you should see. See the pictures. They are ugly. Oh, I haven't seen pictures yet. Facebook? Uh, Um, No, I haven't even put them up. You don't have to trade pictures. I'll send you my tractor smashed foot. You can send me your your blister one. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, oh, please, we we don't want to see that. (laughs) Oh, all right. Well, on that note, shall we start a podcast? Oh, yeah. Why not? So terribly related to all the stuff. We start off with uh, Hermione hiking hard, so kind of fits in with running on the track. Oh, yeah. I suppose, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's not barefoot in 150 degrees. Mm, probably not. Yeah. Welcome to... she's smart enough to have water. There you go. Well, you had water, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. You just didn't have it on your feet. Yeah, I rinsed it off. I rinsed my feet off, too. For Friday, June 22nd. This is episode 145. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Hey, Ronnie. The next time you're... Previously on Potterfic Weekly. Where would you like to start, Sue? Well, we'll let's start at the beginning. (laughs) That would be awesome. My resolutions for this Potterfic Weekly season is not to snort. Welcome to Potterfic Whatever. (laughs) Oh, Scott. Did we we lose Scott? Okay, what did I miss? (laughs) My Am I surrounded by Hufflepuffs? You yes, are. you are. Yes, you are. Apparently, <laughs> I'm Jen, and I don't know my Alphabet. No, she's the poster child for our podcast. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I need more meds. My meds have kicked in, I can tell. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's two. That could possibly be three. Moving right along. I felt like a rock star. Just really big knickers. Pants are your underpants, not oh. trousers. Waterpick Weekly, defining strange terms for your edification. <laughs> <laughs> but I was planning on getting ravished anytime soon. Really, honestly. <laughs> Sex and Snorkax, two of my favorite subjects. I love Snape. You are quite possibly clinically insane. In the nicest sense of the word, of course. <laughs> we'll always laugh before the end. Potterfic Weekly, where the story never ends. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly. I'm Sue. I'm Scott. I'm Trisha. I'm Kelly. And I'm Kat. <laughs> Very well done. Very well done. <laughs> Ignore the long silences. <laughs> That's what editing is for. I've learned to love the truncate button. I can only truncate for a minute at a time, but I love it. And if I do much more than a minute or two, then it crashes my system. But I'm learning just how far I can go. That's good. So tonight we are finishing the last of this time around by mm-hmm. Disney Doll Four Two Four. Yep, chapters fifty-two through 68, and an epilogue. 
Okay. And uh, just in case you haven't been listening, if this is your first episode, really you should probably go back and listen to the last three. But just in case you want to keep going, Hermione's gone back in time. She's fallen in love with Remus. And now there's all sorts of stuff going on. And Remus has vanished. And she and uh, Sirius and James are heading out to rescue him from his mission with Hagrid and the Giants. And yeah, You should also point out that Hermione is both married and pregnant at this time. As is Lily. Yes, who is also with That him. is true. And yes, that was they're a very through the mountains looking for giants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Patricia? I was going to say, they're not, so, they're not so bright either. Yay! <laughs> not exactly. Was it yay from Kelly? No. Cat? I no. That was probably the yay from Trish. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, I, I just know that sure you two can't. people are watching games and I was thinking we had added a third. So I was just checking. No, we're... <laughs> We don't have baseball tonight. I don't know. I so, are watching. So if I would be for... cheering, if I would be cheering, I would be cheering for the fact that the Brewers are losing. But I don't have any idea. I don't have. We're we're, we're off tonight. Hey, but you guys won last last night, and I we I... swept. We swept the Marlins, which isn't a fair thing because the Marlins are in last place in the East. But this is true. We did sweep them. No, no, there will be no cheering tonight uh, thus far because. We're one up, and we, it's been back and forth. So both PS and I are clinging to our computers. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, anyhow, back to the story. In last week's episode, we ended with Snape coming to tell Hermione that Voldemort knew that Remus was in the mountains looking for the giants, and he was going there to personally kill him. So she gathered her friends and headed off, although, as Scott said, or somebody said, she is pregnant and so is Lily but you know common sense never did stop Hermione and no. off she's gone not in this story. she's very stubborn she's going forward even though the rest of them are uh, half dead and begging to go home she is mm-hmm. not going to give up without Remus and they have no clue where the giant's encampment is they have no clue where Remus and Voldemort are and they, they don't know where they are yeah. They're, they're lost, lost as well. <laughs> so they're uh, wandering in circles, trying to figure something out. And as I said, she won't give up. The guys are ready to give up, but Lily. Well, you know, with her. how stupid is this? You ever Anybody ever heard of the point me charm? I mean, come on. Really? Mm. I'm not sure that actually does what it does in fic, where you can say point me something and it'll point at that. All it okay. actually does in canon is act as a compass. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, still, you know, a compass is better than going in circles. That's true. This is true. Very true. So they're cruising along again, and I Sirius believe thinks it's, maybe they're being followed. I was going to say, Sirius's spidey sense goes off. <laughs> you know what? That's what the first thing I was thinking. <laughs> okay, his aura senses go off, and he thinks they're being followed. Does he say it? Does he say it? Uh, I don't remember. I have a bad feeling about this. No, we don't. Nobody has a bad feeling yet. (laughs) I'm sure it'll come up eventually. (laughs) Every chapter. (laughs) I think we're being followed there to the right. Stunners on three, and just before they get to three, (laughs) they get AK'd. Why why would they count to three to stun people and like say we're going to count to three and then stun people? 
Well, you know, they're they're whispering and they're trying to you know surround them from all sides at once, kind of thing. I I suppose. Because yeah. James actually has his hand up and is counting off the three, so they know when to jump. Mm-hmm. But uh, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. I mean that looks the worst orb in the world. Let's put my hand in the air. Look, target one, <laughs> two. <laughs> Three and of course Voldy can't count, so he goes on two instead of three, and yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. And guess what? Apparently, this is, is the third time Hermione three? has gotten in Voldemort's way. Is it one? I wonder what else one, that could three, have. Is it one, two, three, shoot, or is it one, two, and shoot on three? Uh-huh. It was supposed uh-huh. to be shoot on three. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, he's okay. At three. Yeah. yeah. This uh, this is a little close to home. <laughs> three, two, one, click. Hey, you stupid thing! Start. Okay, why don't we go back <laughs> to the main menu? Hey, they didn't click even say that they knew. Us. They're they're not as you know dysfunctional as as we are. Well, that's mm-hmm. we got a few across for that. The Galaxy Quest commentary the other day. Oh, yeah. Ryan fi- sort of figured out how commentaries work. He's like, and if you really did stop when Sue said stop, just back up the podcast, and this time you'll know not to listen. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, another thing that I don't get is why didn't Sirius, if you think that you're being followed and your little spidey sense is going off, why not turn into a dog form and check it out? Because dogs have better senses than humans do. Especially smell. Or, oh, I just don't know. saying. <laughs> They are only trainees. I don't care. He's been an Ag- he's been an Animagus for an Animagus for how long? Mm-hmm. Ten years. This, this Ten is years. Why they probably had a point. I don't know. Did didn't they manage it in like sixth year or something? I, I don't. I don't know. I it, it's been longer than he's been a trainee. Let's just say yes. that. That's true. Yeah. yeah. See, dog sense, spidey sense, it's the same thing. No. Mm-hmm. Something like that. No. So they can't find Lily, and they're trying to make sure, you know, they're calling back and forth, trying to figure out where Lily is. And all of a sudden, Hermione feels a wand in her back. And guess who has her? Tom. Baldy. Baldy shorts. Baldy Baldy shorts. Baldy shorts. Baldy shorts. Baldy shorts. Mm-hmm. All kinds of various names for Voldemort. He's uh, yep. slightly annoyed with her. Just a bit. Mm-hmm. And he tells her that he's killed Remus, and that fills her with rage, and she starts clawing at his face, and next thing she knows, somebody's yelling stupefy, and she falls to the ground, and there's all kinds of chaos, and there's a tree trunk that's flying at him, and yeah. And it's quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And guess what? Remus is not dead. Yay! Yeah, yeah but she... Practically but of course, he comes up behind lip. her and touches her on the shoulder, and she like splits his lip. Yeah, flattens yeah. mm. him. Have to hit me? I thought you were dead. Well, you don't have to kill me now. So, <laughs> 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 and they want to know who levitated the tree trunk, and they're like, oh, "That's a, that wasn't me." What? The, uh, turns out it was Hagrid threw it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No levitation involved. Just, you know, pick it up. Check that thing. <laughs> yep. But, yeah. You know, she's like, Voldemort's been after you. He's like, yeah, I know. We've been hiding in the woods for days. You knew? Of course we knew. 
he's upset with her because she's risked her life and the baby's life. And I don't know about yeah. you guys, but let's get these pregnant women to safety. And I like Lily. We're pregnant, not helpless. <laughs> and the giant mission was indifferent. They aren't mm-hmm. really going to join anybody. Nope. They're just going to stay out of it. And so Hermione and Remus have an argument about who should have the right to put themselves in danger. And yeah, they're snippy. They're acting like an old married couple. He throws into her face, you know. You're the one that keeps being captured by Death Eaters and Lord Bloody Voldemort. <laughs> I, I thought that was kind of funny. Sorry. <laughs> it made me giggle. Yeah. There's that time when he carried I think you out. That was only time. once. Or maybe twice. Mm. Or uh <laughs> three times possibly. <laughs> yeah. But they're distracted from the argument because the baby moves. Mm-hmm. And Remus is awed. Yeah. And then sad. Because it's been happening for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. missed when it started. And, and Hermione reverses what she'd been doing before and agrees maybe it is time to stop for the night. Mm-hmm. So they do that. Set up their camp. And sleep. they all fall to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remus takes a little longer. He's exploring. And in the next chapter, they've made it back home. Yay. And Remus is being protective and doesn't want her carrying a small box across the flat. <laughs> yeah. I think it's sweet. Yeah. It's... But I could understand how annoying it was. It's sweet to look at it in, in another perspective. Mm-hmm. Where does it have to involve me? <laughs> <laughs> and Remus is like, oh, I know what this is. This is nesting. Are you sure it's not coming soon? And she's like, I've read the same books you have. This is nothing of the sort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have to be ready. And he's like, we've got months yet. Remus is like a kid in the candy store. Mm-hmm. Well, we find out yeah. they haven't found out the sex of the child yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They want mm-hmm. to wait. Boys don't play with apparently not action figures. Action figures, people. Yeah. Can't get him one of Victor Crump. <laughs> is that what Harry's horse and knight were? Action figures? Yeah, Probably. they were action figures. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know if they count, oh, though. I'm no, not sure yeah. they move. No, they I don't think they did either. They're, they're like... I don't, they, you wouldn't call them action figures. I don't know what you call them. They look like um, chess pieces. Big toys. Well, when we were no, kids, I we had were... cowboys and Indians, and we had army men, and they didn't move, but we used them like action figures. Yeah, yeah. they weren't, but That's we didn't call them action figures. We called them toy soldiers. Yeah, cowboys and Indians, mm. I suppose. Yep, it was a toy night. I'm trying very hard not to... Uh, incriminate my older brother on this podcast right now but there were yeah, events <laughs> in our childhood when, when i mean when you when you have kids they just play with whatever's in the house and when the girl has dolls the the boy might play with dolls i mean it's not like it's you know gonna make them gay or whatever it's just that's what they play with boys can play with dolls too i have little boys that dress up in the girls clothes at school all the time they're not gay kids mm-hmm. they're just Playing dress up, it's just fun. He comes to me and goes, Aren't I pretty? And I'm like, Yes, you're very pretty. And then the next day, he wears the suit and he says, I'm handsome today. You know, we had this discussion at work. We had this discussion at work about because I was talking to um, one of the guys about somebody who I know who used to borrow my shoes. And when I say borrow my shoes, I mean borrow my pumps, okay, to wear. And Okay. Um, yeah, and he's a selective cross-dresser, and he's gay, and he's got better-looking legs than I do. 
Okay. <laughs> so, I hate when that happens. So we're talking at work and, and I'm standing there and Scott's like, oh, you know, it's not appropriate for, and he's gay. And he thinks, he says, he says the, the, the common thing is that it's not appropriate for, you know, men to wear women's clothes. And I'm like, how many women do you know that wear men's clothes? Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and oh, I'm standing there in a t-shirt and tennis shoes and denim. And I just looked at him and he's like, a lot. <laughs> I said, then what's the difference? Mm-hmm. He says, you know, there isn't much of a difference. It's just societal. I'm like, yeah. And you talk about, you talk about people from Scotland who wear kilts. Oh my God, they're wearing skirts. How, 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 how gay of them. It's like, you know, it's just not. Yeah. If you have people that dress up, who cares? They dress up. And I'm going to interrupt. Like and, I... Sorry, Trisha, hang on. Yeah. Say that oh. we went and saw the movie again this last weekend because Calvin hadn't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, Mike and mom and, Hunter went to see uh, Planet of the Apes, and Calvin and I went and saw Harry Potter. And Aberforth is in a kilt during the yes, battle he is. when he huh. shoots off I the Patronus. Yeah, and I, that was the first time I caught it, so that made me think of it. Huh. So go ahead, Trisha. I'm sorry. I was going to say, um, when I played soccer or any kind of other other sport other than running and stuff like that, other than gymnastics and stuff, I would wear boys' underwear because they were the only ones that didn't give you a wedgie <laughs> and stuff. So. How many wear, how many gals do you know that wear boxer sh- boxer shorts to sleep? Oh. I, I sleep in boxer shorts. Oh, I do. As mm-hmm. do I. See? You know? But, yeah, I borrow my boxer shorts all the time. My, my class right now <laughs> talks a lot about gender roles and how they're skewed um, in favor of men because... Mm-hmm. That's how tradition started. So, like nowadays, it's it's horribly bad to, for like women to even cross into the realm of men. And if men cross into the realm of women, then they're you know gay or sissy or whatever. And I mean, people like definite boundaries, and it annoys me that here's that a, is here's a true. reversal for you. I am a knitter, and when knitting guilds were started in the early 1500s in France, women were not allowed to knit. Only the men knitted. And they, you had to go through a lot of, you had apprenticeships, you had journeyman status, you had masters. And the amount of material that you had to make in a certain period of time to become a master was incredible. I mean, tapestries that you had to, and just, it was just unbelievable. And it was all male. Women did not start to knit until the middle of the 17th century, 200 years later, or at least in public, because you could not be in a guild if you were, you could not be in a knitting guild if you were a woman. And now it's totally the other way. Mm -hmm. You see a, a guy that knits, oh, well, he must be gay or, you know, he must be a sissy. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, that's just, mm-hmm. so that's an example. It still seems, there's still kind of a dichotomy in some of the things. Like, it's gotten less so, but a lot of people still expect women to cook more than guys do. And yet all the famous chefs are, the majority of famous chefs are men. Mm-hmm. So where's the line there? What makes that different? <laughs> Because it's yeah. a job. It's just a little weird. Rather than a housekeeper. Yeah, because it because you're earning money rather than keeping a home. Well, look at yeah. what is it? Iron Chef. We have one woman mm-hmm. Iron Chef. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I mean, I'm just, just saying, that's all. We're way off course. And I knew we were going to get into this because of the, oh my God, you're pregnant and I must protect you. <laughs> She's not having any of it. How? No, no. She wouldn't. Okay, well, let's go back to the story. Okay, so <laughs> why? <laughs> they get an owl. Well, Remus gets an owl, and it's from his parents asking him to come over, and he's not going to go because he's still mad at his parents for how they've treated her. And, and they, they asked for him, but not didn't her. invite her. So go ahead, Trisha. Oh, yeah. I was just repeating what exactly what you were saying. So go on. So she says, no, I want our baby to have grandparents. Hello. Let's go. me. So they go, and they're very happy to see him. His father's a little um, not put Surprised. out. Yeah, astonished, maybe, that she's pregnant because he knows about the law and he's... Decree 47. ...what's going to happen. But Grandma... Is very excited that she's going to be a grandma, even mm-hmm. though she's still a little cold to Hermione. And at one point, the men go to make tea and leave the women alone. Mm-hmm. And so they talk about how it's going, because there's been morning sickness, etc., and so forth, and do try not to hurt Remus and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Lupin talks to Remus about, are you aware of this Decree 47 thing? Are you... Do you understand what you're doing? And yeah, it brings up a good point. I've seen this in a lot of other fics about oh, is lycanthropy passed on through the like genetics, or is it do you just have to be affected by? I mean, just by another werewolf well, and stuff like that. Um, I think I've seen other fics that that like um, finish your thought, Trisha. Like, like Kelly can go. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it was just like it was other. Um, like other things, they had, I mean, it was Tonks who was pregnant and stuff like that, but since she's a, a shapeshifter, she was able to shift for the baby and stuff like that when it became a werewolf and stuff like that. But as, as I see it, I mean, I think it's more, that's more of a disease and not in a DNA thing. But that's how I see it, like being. My opinion. Okay, go ahead. I agree. You're right. And I was, you, you were on the same thing as I was. I, I don't think it has to do with, the DNA that's passed on to the child at all. I mean, you really have to think of, you have to think of it like um, blindness, about being blinded by somebody. Mm -hmm. And that gene is not natural in you. So why would you pass on your blindness to someone else if it was a physical injury? Now, if it was genetic, yeah, I can see it. But it's not genetic. It's not a, it doesn't pass on that way. It is a type of injury. Well, now is it an injury or a disease? Because diseases can be genetic and diseases can be passed I down. Think, I think it's a type of injury because it's a disease is not, this is something that you can, you are changed by being affected by someone who was a werewolf. That's like you were blinded by someone who you mishandled, hit you. Yeah. You know, or set off an explosion which seared your eyes or something, you know, like that. Lysotropy is not a disease. It's a condition. But there have Mm -hmm. been, like, canon things that say that it's a disease. Where? And who? I I don't know. I just hold on. I just search this. Well, it, it acts more like a disease than some things. Like, the contention there is these are people who are sick. These are not people who are evil. 
or you know that that kind of thing. Like this is something that happens to them outside of their control once a month. Mm-hmm. It's not right. Uh, it's not a voluntary thing. No. But on the other hand, it is something that's happened to you after you were already born. And right. I could see uh, I could see people writing it where it could be passed on, particularly if two werewolves were to have a child or something like that. But for the most part, it makes more sense that it isn't. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's not like a- AIDS. A- according to the Fantastic Be- Beasts and Where to Find Them book, it's an infection mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that can be passed through saliva and blood. So it, I mean, I don't know. I might, I've heard some. Oh, it could be baby. I've heard some people is. I've I've heard some people like draw, you know, write papers where they're drawing the the line between, you know, lycanthropy in Harry Potter to the AIDS epidemic today because she had a lot of, I guess, things that mm. were like that, like Death Eaters and blood purity and uh, I think World War Two. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I'm not like you know totally saying yeah. it's. It's a not, you know what it's up for interpretation. It's up for interpretation. It's, it's I mean, the kind of disease that could po- you could possibly argue that it's something that uh, once you become a werewolf you are physically altered and that would have some effect. But it's also magical. Like when you are not in the wolf state, you're no different physically than you would have been had you just grown up without ever being bitten. So, so it's, I've written, it's I've written, not really I've a, a DNA thing doesn't really work, but yeah, you can make it fit if you choose to write it that way. I have read fic where they're so not the same. I, I've read evidence <laughs> through like how Greyback behaves. That like I their, think their I think Greyback. I think Greyback. Greyback is, is a, a lunatic. Well, Scott had a point where if two if two werewolves. Mm-hmm. had children, I think Greyback would be a product of that. Because he is more wolf than human anyway. Right. A, a, a normal werewolf is human 29 of the 30 days of the month, or 27 of the 28 days of the lunar cycle. Greyback isn't. Greyback is borderline human. Mm-hmm. He's more wolf than human. And I don't know if that's just because it's a it's an outward manifestation of how he just doesn't care to be human and would rather be a wolf or or what. But I think that your everyday werewolf, you wouldn't know the difference walking down the street. Right. Well, no, but I've read fic where like there's there are senses are heightened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you could have I mean, other things could heighten your senses as well. I think this is true. Going off of what Scott said earlier or. No, I can't even remember who said it, but the lycanthropy is passed usually through saliva when you get bitten. And so... By someone who is already a wolf. By someone who's already a wolf. So then... Mm, right. It doesn't... Yeah. You could it doesn't argue, work if a human who is also a werewolf bites you. That doesn't have the same effect as it does when they're in wolf form. So there is some... There's something that has to be the magical portion of it, you know. Right. So you could, to me, you would be more apt to have a child who was affected if you conceived the child while you were in viral form. But it's canon. Mm-hmm. And it's canon. I don't know. Yeah. I did, no, I just, po- I just posted the thing in the chat. It's canon. 
Because in canon, Remus Lupin is afraid yeah, that he passes yeah. lycanthropy onto The fact that he's worried is. about it is canon. The fact mm-hmm. that it actually happens is not. Right. But why yeah. would he be worried about it if it's not possible? I don't think there's that many people Because people it's been drilled into his head that he can never have children? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that or they don't really know for sure if it can or not. It's just because there's probably never, there hasn't been any studies about werewolves having kids. Right. Okay. This is what, what fanfic is for. We can write every oh, possible permutation of how this works. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say <laughs> is that <laughs> I could see it being passed more likely to the child if the mother was a werewolf than if the father yeah, was a werewolf. Because I can too. the child and the mother share the blood, but the right. father and the child don't. So. Right. That was my other thought. But anyhow. Yeah. Oh, no, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Side discussion. So where were we? Well, let's make them home from the parents' house. and <laughs> Oh, they love each other. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and she says, uh, yeah, not to worry about it. Even if she knew for, for absolute, if she was absolutely certain that they would have a baby and that would be a werewolf. She'd have it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. On to and chapter 54. Hermione's, well, Hermione's, we, she we, have to point out, we have to point out that Hermione's due at the end of July, which mm-hmm. is... And has now defied both or three times. <laughs> and, and I guess Just this a is going to... Just a little bit. Sorry, Kelly. I, I keep, and I guess this is going to run into the whole thing. You know, if you talk about a werewolf having a child, how do you know that that child is not a werewolf? Wouldn't the child turn into a werewolf in the womb you every month? Plus, you and then think. you go, you it, where, where does, so where does life begin? Well, um, at, at, you can't yeah, exactly that's the get whole thing. Moonlight in the womb. <laughs> we're not getting into that debate. Yeah, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you're going yeah, with the I whole just, moonlight thing, yeah, but yeah. depends, I guess. Okay. Well, you know, I just, I was like, you know, I could get really philosophical about this and heart and start a whole new argument about. When does life begin? I don't want to get into that. <laughs> yeah, no. some of you would like to sleep at some point tonight. Oh, yeah. Yes, me. And this is where we get to the point where we were talking earlier where she sees a doll and and uh, she's like, oh, I'm going to go get that doll. And Remus is like, but a boy can't have a doll. And she's like, uh, yes, they can. And he's like, no son of mine is going to play with a doll. And she's like, uh, yeah, he is. <laughs> And they go in, and they meet the Weasleys. Well, first... Mm. I was so excited! <laughs> so was I! I, I kind of like that that was in there, actually. Um, that's, it's not something I would have expected from Ramus, because, you know, in general, he's a nice guy, and we like him. But he grew up in the 50s or whatever. This is the 70s, as opposed to the 90s. So mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a societal shift there. Right. Anyway, yes, the Weasleys. Great fun. And yeah, Fred and George are little whirling dervishes, and uh, oh, they pile Of course, Remus. And uh, I love that Hermione anticipates them and grabs them. And uh, here comes poor Molly. I'm so sorry. Are you okay, Fred? George, be still. And they're like, Yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> poor Charlie has to help. And Fred and George. Yeah. Oh, and Ron is crying. She sees oh. Ron. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
So the twins take off again, and Molly goes after them, and Persley's clinging to her skirt, and Hermione can't resist, and she goes and picks up Ron. Remus is shocked again. Yeah. You can't do that. Just go picking up somebody's baby. <laughs> but, yeah. And here comes Mrs. Weasley, who's, like, freaked out to see them, him in her arms as well. And Remus... And Ron grabs her hair. Yeah. Remus thinks fast and says... Oh, we know your brothers. They talk about him all the time. We feel like we know him. And then she calms down a little bit, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But they still kind of... Well, she knew what Ron's true. name was. Yeah, she mm-hmm. knew what Ron's name was. And Charlie was like, how did she know what his name was? And that's a typical 10-year-old to notice something like that and point it yeah. out to you. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes. Mrs. Weasley gathers the kids and calls them home. And that kind of takes a spark out of Hermione. She wants to go home, too. Yeah. She doesn't really want to talk about it. And then there's somebody at the door. Yep. And it's da, James. Da, da. Do, 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 who has it's a summons from Dumbledore. And they have to go to they have to go to the castle. They have to go to the principal's office. Yeah, they're in trouble, man. <laughs> After they graduated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And they do have a little bit of a conversation about the Weasleys. After all, uh, mm-hmm. Remus has worked out who Ron is. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore and Lily come in and yes. kind of interrupt them. Mm-hmm. Something has come to my attention. Yeah. A few days ago, I was interviewing someone for the post of divination. The person I interviewed was Gee, a woman by the be? name of <laughs> Sybil Trelawney. Yep. <laughs> and here is the prophecy. Oh, I, I have to say, I saw something this afternoon while I was trying to control my headache. They had a uh, how do they do it? It was on the Discovery Channel or Science or something. And it was the British Library. And the British Library has the the main library in London. And then they have a storage facility in in, about 200 miles away in another part of, and forgive me, I don't remember where it was. But they showed this warehouse. It's a low oxygen environment. So they have robots that can tell which where the books are. They're in crates and they're all barcoded and everything. Low oxygen environment to help, you know, stave off fire and to stave off bookworms, you know, the real things. Mm-hmm. And they showed the inside of this warehouse and it was row after row after row and like four stories tall of shelving. And I thought, oh my God, it's the Department of Mysteries. Because <laughs> 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 that's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> it's a really long expanse and really high up and they're all really close together because they only need to be as wide as the, the little engine robot things. Mm-hmm. It was so fun because it was like, holy crap. They <laughs> based the, the Department of Mysteries after the British library system. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I That's that funny. kind of fun. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe she, she knew about it before yeah, she wrote. Well, I don't know finished. if it's so much that she wrote about it, but I'm sure that the filmmakers probably saw it somewhere. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, mm-hmm. wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> Remarkable. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I was watching the featurettes about the behind the scenes of those uh, a couple weeks ago. Two or three of them. I, I think I watched the Death House one and the Order of the Phoenix one and um, maybe one other. Apparently that entire room they basically created in green screen because they couldn't make a studio set big enough for it mm-hmm. to vanish off into the distance that way. Right, right. But this mm-hmm. thing did. 
that was so strange because mm-hmm. it was it, they don't have high lighting because it leaches the pages. They have low lighting, and they don't need the lighting anyway because everything's you know barcoded. But it just really it looks like it just stretched off into nothing because it was dark. <laughs> it was like hmm. I was amused. <laughs> Wow. But yeah, I can't see them yeah. trying to build a set that big and then setting. No, that would be impossible. That was all CGI. That would be a nightmare. So I don't so think we, have, we said who was there. Lily and James, Hermione and Remus, and the Longbottoms are all in Dumbledore's office to find out about the prophecy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was kind of expecting for a while that her presence would change the prophecy, which would have been neat yeah. in its own right. But I'm kind of glad they didn't do that as well. Yeah. Or, yeah, or either that or make it not be Harry and make it be Hermione and Remus's. That would change it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would. Well, at this point, we don't know. And Hermione's right. just come to the realization that, oh, crap, I now fulfill these requirements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did not mean to do that. She says something like, if I'd have thought of this, I wouldn't have done it. And Remus is like, what do you mean you wouldn't have done it? He never told apparently her. Harry never told her the prophecy. So right. she didn't know. Right. Yeah, the one thing she didn't pant. know. Now she's mad at Harry. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because at, that... <laughs> <laughs> at the end of book five, Harry had concluded that he wasn't going to tell anyone about the prophecy, and you know he was angry at the world, and he didn't want to be human anymore, and that's what this author is building off of. So she just assumed that you know Harry never told them the prophecy, told mm-hmm. anybody, which. Yeah. Yeah, he just kind of kept to himself. Circumvents it because they think that she's about to have the baby right there, yeah. but uh, yeah. it doesn't quite work out that way. No, and she faints and she wakes up in Saint Mungo's, and she can hear. Mm-hmm. That's not a good place. For I her. have no. I have to say that that Remus. I you know people think that I don't like Remus. I love Remus. Remus shares my birthday. Aww, He's a little Aww. older than I am, but yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, he's a March 10th baby. Yeah, so. so Hermione wakes up, and at first she's worried she's now had a miscarriage or something, but apparently she's still pregnant, so that, that's a relief. And the, but then she works the out, moved. oh, she didn't say mongoose. Right, and then she can hear these raised voices and the healers shouting, you can't be in here, you don't have permission, and Sirius is like, I have got all the permission I need, and they scoop her up and say, okay, it's time to go, and she's like, why? What's going on? And where's Remus? And, you know, we've got to get you out of here. They know that you're pregnant and they've called in the ministry because, oh my goodness, you could have a werewolf inside of you. So why didn't they stay at Hogwarts? I couldn't Madam? That's my question. Really <laughs> great healer. Yeah, that was my question. <laughs> I'm just, I was just thinking that Madam Pumphrey just wasn't there at the time. Uh, okay. Because well, she was off visiting her. She was off visiting her sister. Because it's summer. Oh, wait, no, it's yeah. March. Wait, no, wait, I'm That's so confused. <laughs> no, it's going to explode. No, the March summer. thing is unrelated. So she's off. Yes, I know. It's just there are too many calendars coinciding here. Yep. She's off visiting someone. She's off with friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, the healer's like, you know, we can't guarantee you if you leave, you must be murdered. And, they're, and you know, Hermione's like worried. And the boys are like, no, they're just saying that to keep you here. We've got to go. We're going to take you somewhere safe. And they finally get her out. And she says, where are you taking us? You know, where are we going? And and Hogwarts. And that's the first place they're going to look. And yeah, but it might be, but it'll be the safest place too, because 
Dumbledore won't let him in. And poor Remus is frantic because mm -hmm. he didn't know what was happening. And how did they, I wonder how he got out. Does it say? I don't remember. I don't think he ever got to go in. They wouldn't let him in. Mm, maybe. But you'd think that they would have tried to keep him once they found out that she was pregnant with a werewolf's baby. But I don't know. He may not have been one of the ones who brought her in. It's hard to say. I can't. Yeah, that's a good point. I can't believe that he would have let her go. He would have taken her. Mm -hmm. He would have taken her. Wow. But apparently he's already at Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. So. And they take her right into Poppy. And so is Metapoppy. Yep. So if she was on holiday, she isn't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we find out she had a panic attack. Mm -hmm. And her money's like, but I don't panic. <laughs> <laughs> no. she spills the beans and lets him know that they're having a boy. Yeah. Bummer. And this makes Hermione a little crazy again, because again, there she is, almost fulfilling the prophecy. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Remus is like, tell me what's going on. Help me understand. He says, he never told me. Yes, I got that part. <laughs> <laughs> you said that about 50 times before you passed out. <clears throat> but she does eventually explain everything. And he's still feeling, he's got this bee in his bonnet about her always having Harry as priority. And he'll never be good enough. And she'll always run away like she did that one time. And uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's really interesting to me that he's always bothered by this because he, you know, in canon he's right in the boat where you know everyone's worried about Harry because he a internalizes things, b is always you know going up against Voldemort, and c you know who knows what happens at home. Mm -hmm. So it's just you know worrying about Harry's like constantly common for everybody. And for him to be like, I'm bothered by the fact that you worry about Harry and Hermione's like, I, I've been worrying about Harry since I was 11 years old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She eventually gets angry at his insecurity and says, I love everything here. I'm not going to be leaving. You'll just have to trust me. Mm -hmm. And he just can't really bring himself to do that just yet. Yeah. Well, I can understand that. It's one, well, it's one I, of his yeah, little, yeah. Yeah, think about all the things that he's lost in his life. Then, mm -hmm. yeah, I can understand that, too. Yeah, yeah he, he certainly has reasons for being insecure. It's just, it is kind of annoying. <laughs> well, it's it's understandable for, it's just uh, understandable from both sides. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he pretty much walks out. And she goes out to find him, and they kind of pounce on her and want to know if she's okay and everything. Yeah. And James and Sirius say, just, just let him have his space for a minute. We don't actually want to tell you where he is right now. Mm -hmm. I kind of like how she kind of puts him in place. You know, it's like, you know what? She's his wife. She knows him probably even better now than they do. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that was awesome. I was like, go girl! <laughs> and I do like the little exchange between her and Sirius. She's worried about all sorts of things because she's messed up the timeline a lot and she doesn't know how to fix it. And Sirius says, maybe... You're not actually here to fix that. You're here for Remus, and you don't seem to see that. It's an interesting idea. Right. And she finally goes out and finds him. I thought it was very clever. I like how you put it in perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she says, you know, I wouldn't abandon you or your son. I wouldn't go back. We're married, and that means forever. And he says, you've never said that before, so I wasn't sure. And they yeah. hang out. He finally manages to relax a little bit. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to meet the baby. 
And that's pretty much what's happening in the next chapter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the fact that she's having contractions and she doesn't tell them, so they go out. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to go out tonight. And he mm-hmm. says, no. Nah. He wants to go out and she says, no, I think I'll she just says, make no. dinner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be a little yeah, hard to just try to be nonchalant about it. Restaurant. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm sorry. If you know you're already in construction, you don't really want to go out because, I mean. Hold on to your hats, folks. Trish is going to get a little um, chatty about childbirth here and what you can do if your water breaks in the grocery store. If you think you might be a little squicked out, just jump forward about two minutes and you'll be fine. If not, keep your pickle juice handy. I mean, the. Yeah, maybe going in the grocery store is one thing because you can find the pickle juice and just smash it on the floor and then you don't have to worry about losing your water and stuff like that. You can say, oh, look, go! Oh, I just, I dropped these pickles. And it <laughs> covers the smell and everything else <laughs> in between. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Gave you way too I much information. I don't think quite that <laughs> Krista, where did you break your water? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please tell me you weren't enough, I, broke my, I broke my water in the hospital. I wasn't, but but when I was in Lamont's, when I was in Lamont's class, I was with the because I mean they tell you when you go in construction. She says yes, definitely go. They said go grocery shopping, like just to help it along is to go walking. And she goes, and if yeah. water breaks in the grocery store, she goes, just get a jar of pickle juice and drop it. And she goes, it covers the smell, it covers everything. No one will expect anything. And so, for all okay. the working moms out there, when you finally go, just make sure if you go to the grocery store, first thing you do is go to the pickle aisle. Just carry your and pickle. And keep it around with you. With you. <laughs> oh, God. Giant oh, jar gosh. of pickles. What a- oh, my God. <laughs> I have a feeling. Make sure you put it on the shelf and then push it off the shelf because then you're sure it'll break instead of just dropping it because it may bounce. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I mean, was, no, throw it down and you smash the damn thing. <laughs> when oh I was younger, God. I was working for a lady who was pregnant and she was pretty far along and she came in one day and she was kind of laughing and I said, what's the matter? And she said, I was in the grocery store last night and I wet myself. I couldn't help it. And I was mortified. And I went home and I was crying. And my husband was like, what's the matter? And she said, I had an accident at the store. And he's like, oh, are you okay? And then, you know, after he makes sure she's okay, he's like, is the car okay? She's like, I didn't have an accident with that car. I paid my pants. And so, but he got kudos because he checked with her about her health before he checked about the car. So. <laughs> mm, this is true. Oh, no. You're okay, yeah. When you say I had well, you know, there's you don't think the things that right on your bladder. She's in labor and she's panting, and eventually he figures it out. He's yeah. like, "You're in labor." She's like, "Yes." Uh, hmm. You noticed? Darn! Don't yeah. baby me. <laughs> he's like, "Let's go to Hogwarts," and she's like, "No, I just want to spend this time with you." And he's like, "Uh." Are you sure? Mm-hmm. But they got there. And... Uh, I like he. He says, "Why didn't you tell me?" He says, "Because I knew you'd react like this." Yeah. <laughs> you would drive me crazy. Eventually, they do go through to Hogwarts, and uh, personally, I don't know how going through the flu network would be for a pregnant woman, but uh, I guess it works in this. I story. mean, push. 
I guess it's better than operating. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to squeeze. Maybe. I don't that think involves squeezing. Squeeze. But still, you're yeah. in, with flu, you're like spinning around. So uh, I don't know. That just makes you not. Actually, but then your no, other option is the night bus, of... and that isn't great either. So. <laughs> I know. Trisha, you've been around. around. Okay, Kelly, then Trisha. Flu, I didn't flu travel is flu, <laughs> flu travel has been portrayed in so many different ways. We don't know if they're spinning or not. We know Harry did, but mm-hmm. you know, that's just it's all different. Yeah, I guess. I'm being the one that has been pregnant in this group. <laughs> um I'm not good at spinning things anyhow, so um I'd probably be puking my brains out. So, but I think squeezing, you know what? I wouldn't probably mind operating if it would help me squeeze out the kids faster. Oh, yeah. I I operate in a minute. (laughs) 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 Do they have a separate apparition? Surprisingly, puking does help um, help labor go around. Okay. Yeah. No, I would have someone someone operate. There really isn't a wizard transportation that would be good for a pregnant woman. No. Except maybe the express or something. No, Mm. the the night bus would not. Oh, the Hogwarts Express. Hogwarts Express. The Hogwarts Express. (laughs) That's right. That takes too long. Yeah. So. Well, the, well, you know oh, what? If they would let the let the magic carpets come in, then we'd be, all be fine. <laughs> yep. Yep. Where were you born? On a magic carpet. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than in, in in the back of a cab. That's true. Somewhere over the North Sea. <laughs> I know I've told this story before, but it was on the Lost <laughs> podcast. So when I first started working for Head Start, we took the children on a field trip to the fire station and the paramedic was showing the kids the ambulance and he said have any of you ever been in an ambulance before and the one little five-year-old raised his hand or the four-year-old raised his hand and said i was born in an ambulance and the paramedic looked at the teacher the other teacher and she said oh yeah he was born in an ambulance under the selwood bridge or whatever and the paramedic looked at her and looked at the little kid and said i delivered him i remember that Wow. So, yeah, because it, it was a unique situation, apparently. Being born mm-hmm. under that particular well, bridge is unique. So he, he totally remembered and they got to meet each other. So I think, cool. Well, Scott, weren't you That's almost cute. born in an ambulance or were you? It was close, but no, there were, we were in the actual hospital 15 minutes or so. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Remember. <laughs> Dad thought he was, he had his life flash before his eyes because he was sitting up front with the driver and apparently they just, powered right into the ambulance bay and hit the brakes right then and the wall was coming up really close but apparently they knew what their uh, timing was so it worked <laughs> but and they, they found it before. everybody was holding the doors open so mom could go through and you know, <laughs> all the elevators were held and things well yeah then they follow you with another ambulance or something like that yeah with an incubator in it just in case but uh yeah. somehow they would have to have transferred me from the ambulance through to the other ambulance. Just drove out the door. Gotcha, here he comes. <laughs> Just as well, that didn't work. Yeah. yeah scary. Because the first hospital here they went by. to didn't have facilities for premature babies, so they were sending mom to the other hospital in the ambulance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you had an adventure before you were even ready to. Goodness. <laughs> A Pufuanian adventure. <laughs> somehow, <laughs> somehow we knew you were going to be a Pufuanian. 
Even back then. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can blame that one on the podcast. It didn't exist yet. <laughs> That's funny. It was just a twinkle in Ryan's eye. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, Harry Potter didn't exist yet, so, you know. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how funny. Unless you yeah. What was it? Unless you believe in power of unless power you believe truth in version in which if you're going with anyway. the Harry really did exist theory, then he'd been there for about five years. But um as far as the book series go, no, there wasn't one. Yeah. Or or we could go with it it was fate that brought Harry Potter to fans and then Pofua, you know, it's it, it's all dependent on fate. There's no such thing as free will. Well then you would that. be in violation of Dumbledore's Everybody has free choice. Yeah, this is true. Anyhow, so, they make it to Nathaniel. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel was born. Yes. I'm going to call him Nate. Is Nathaniel born before or after midnight on 31st? Before. Before. So he's the 30th, just like... No, after. Just They're, like Neville. No, he and Harry are born on the same day. Okay, so, yeah, they share yeah. birthday. Of course, Hermione couldn't have anybody else had to have him born on the same day. Yep. So sorry, you leave. And on a completely unrelated down. note, um, <laughs> Nate Lupin. Uh, I, I'm picturing the Nate Lupin private eye for some reason. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyhow, go on. So Sirius comes by and lets them know that Lily's in labor too, and that she's at St. Mungo's, and they kind of talk where Hermione can't hear, and Remus says. Will you promise me something? If he is really a werewolf, will you be there? Because Hermione's not going to be able to to take care of him. So if you're there in your animal form, then you can help. He says, okay, I can do that. And Hermione's like, what are you guys whispering about? They're like, nothing. (laughs) So he's going to be running back and forth between the two babies because he's, I think, going to be godparent to both of them or father honorary because he's Mm -hmm. technically james and lily are nathaniel's godparents but sirius gets to be a godfather too and he seems to be daddy's boy oh he He, is remus keeps being able to calm him down really well and hermione just can't quite bit and she's really flustered and just convinced she's a horrible mother and yeah that goes on for a while yep and they get the uh babies together finally so harry and nathaniel get to meet each other and of course uh remus's parents are there too and mrs lupin is absolutely in love doesn't want to give up the mm-hmm. baby and hermione is gaga over harry as a baby too yeah yeah james comes up to her and says i think you know my son harry and she's like well mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> and here we go he looks just like james but he has your eyes. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> I, I kind of pictured Hermione, like, rolling her eyes and, like, doing the tone that Kelly just, like, yes, he has her, his mother's eyes. <laughs> it has been established. I don't think she's heard it quite so often as Harry himself did, so, you know. No, probably not. I'm just wondering how you can actually tell that on a baby that young. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't, because their eyes are blue. My color doesn't settle that quickly right their eyes are blue and they also can't focus their eyes so the whole locking their eyes thing it's total poetic license yeah my eyes will were blue for a little bit not by the time i actually would have been born you have brown eyes yeah 
Scott, Brennan. Well, both my parents do, so you know. My eyes got blue. I have, I have my father's eyes. My father has blue green eyes. Mm-hmm. I've never really examined, so I don't know which shade of brown I'm closer to, but mm. they're all brown. My mom and my dad mm-hmm. both have dark blue eyes, and I have bright blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun. Someone's yeah. beeping. Yeah. It's a wind chime. It's like a wind chime. Nope. Yeah. It's funny, you can't hear mom and the dog out there playing, but you can hear the wind chimes. It's the, yeah. the higher pitch noise. It's the sound yeah, frequency. Have, my parents both have blue eyes, and I'm the only one that has hazel. Mm. What's the mm. milkman have? To recessive, must be recessive gene. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was editing a podcast and we were, today, and we were talking about, or no, it was on the forum, we were talking about the milkman and Yes, didn't didn't you see Harry on the step? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you have There's a big idea. My mom's Harry's raised have... by the neighborhood milkman. <laughs> yeah, but see, can you see this? Yeah. The milkman coming up and going, oh my God, there's a baby. I didn't see anything. I know nothing. <laughs> I see nothing. <laughs> Maybe Dumbledore cast an <laughs> eyes only charm on him. Only Petunia could see him. That's very possible. You never know. Now I'm imagining Vernon coming out the front door and tripping over it and not knowing what it was. <laughs> Aw, poor Harry. But Trisha, yeah, you have hazel eyes and your parents have blue eyes. It's very, mm-hmm. very well, strange because mom- blue is, you know that blue is a recessive chain, right? Mm-hmm. Well, my uh, mom's family, they all have brown eyes. My mom's the only one that has uh, blue, so that's where the hazel yeah. comes in yeah. because it's it's a mixture. Possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Hazel I know, I know is actually... Yeah, well, they consider my... I'm sorry? Hazel is actually so green. You're gonna, yeah, if you would look at my eyes closely, they look blue, but I have a yellow ring around my iris, mm-hmm. and so it changes my eye color from blue to gray to green. And I go, I go, to, I go into that aspect of it. Trisha's a Mary Isn't Sue. It cool? it on my She's got the changeable no, eye colors. See, Trisha, Trisha, you have the same, you have the same thing, and it depends on what lighting you're in and what clothing you're wearing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it depends on my mood too. Mine does the same thing. I have the same thing. It's greener in the middle, and then it's got a dark blue rim around the outside. Yeah, mine is like a light gray, almost a gray bluish. And then I have mm-hmm. the yellow ring around around the inside. Right. Well, but it changes as long as neither of you have five names or veal powers, I think we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... I don't know. She's She's got a cat named Flurry. I'm going to go off topic again here. Oh, what else is new? They have this new contact lens hey, that was... Hey, Sue, can you... That... Drop you? Yeah, drop me. Go, Kelly. There's this contact lens that you can get that's apparently you can get in India right now, but it's got diamonds in it. And a contact lens? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Uh-uh. Yeah. What Let me will see if I can find it. Next? I don't know, but everybody else who looks at it goes, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Let's see. Mm-hmm. That would okay, hurt, I'm bad. Yay. I can, <laughs> I can just imagine the uh, romantic comedy, though. Her eyes sparkle like diamonds. Oh, no, actually, that's just my oh, context. Oh, they looking. <laughs> they are absolutely creepy looking. Hmm. And and they've got this close-up of this woman. And it, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of fanfic. 
there was a fanfic where, I don't know, Ginny was a fire goddess or something like this. And um, that's where I, I saw that. And I was like, oh, Lord, there. Hmm. That is kind of disturbing. <laughs> that's really disturbing. <laughs> that's like um, the werewolf eye. <laughs> I know. It's, like, really, it's really creepy. That's only slightly less creepy than, like, the costume contacts that they have, like Halloween contacts. Yeah, well, that's what these are. They're costume contacts. Yeah. yeah I know. I was just talking about that. They have, like, the... They have, they have like the swirl, you know, like the hypnotic swirl, or they have no, the eight ball. The eight ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most costume contacts aren't fifty thousand dollars and stuff like that. Yeah, most kind of, most of them aren't hundred dollars a pair, fifteen thousand a pair. Jeez. Uh, but I like her little jewels over over her eyes. That are pretty. Sorry. <laughs> her tiara. That's very pretty. I like that. I just thought it was really. Yeah, I don't know. You know, you talk about strange things with with eyes i saw that and it was like oh that's yeah i i can just imagine a diamond getting anyway in a fic related note (laughs) i was amused at the the boys first meeting they sort of look look at each other and then harry shrieks and wheels at him and nathaniel starts crying he was made a sudden noise right Mm -hmm. Hmm, not the best start (laughs) oh well and then we run into advancing plot locomotives again. Well, Hermione goes nuts because she hasn't gone outside in weeks. Understand. Goes for a walk, comes back, and has there's a there's a note on the table. Right. Isn't anywhere to be found. Mm-hmm. And there's a note that says it's from his parents that his mom's been taken ill, and turns out that was a trap. Right. Yeah. Trap. Trap. It's a trap. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Akbar. Admiral Akbar, yep. <laughs> Admiral, we have enemy ships in sector 47. It's a trap. <laughs> and they have been arrested for violation of decree 47 and all put in separate cells in different parts of the building. And uh, yeah. We are not impressed with I the would ministry not- at the moment. Once again, folks, here we go into the breastfeeding portion of this podcast. If you are squicked out about it, please fast forward a few minutes. I am not happy with this. I'm of someone who could not breastfeed because she sucked at it. Uh, me. <laughs> and he didn't? Uh, and of a woman who successfully breastfeeds, and you can't, you don't. Yeah, and he wasn't, and and you've given this poor woman, and she's flaking all over the freaking place. I just wanted to kill them. I'm like, you're going to ruin everything. I was, I was more upset with that. I'm like, let her have it so she can at least. I'm, I'm like, I, I wonder if there's like a, like a vanishing spell. Like I heard like in some fanfiction of the urine spell. I'm like, there must be a breast mm-hmm. pumping kind of thing thing you can do. Well, they probably, but it's like, it's, you know. You're kind of hard to do anything without your wand, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, she doesn't have a wand. Like, oh, my God. She's probably in so- I mean, that is... I'm sorry. When your milk comes in, it's like a... It's freaking painful, people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Me now. I mean, I don't know that from personal experience, but, yeah, I've heard. My mother won't mm-hmm. let me forget. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with her, it's never, I went into labor for you. It's, I breastfed you. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what? Anybody who can breastfeed, I, I'm in awe with them. I, I couldn't do it. I didn't have the support and stuff. And I'm like completely, I'm like, when I, when people are saying, oh yeah, I'm breastfeeding, I'm like, oh, good for you. I go, you can keep doing it. Go, 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 go. So, Make sure that wow. you put a breastfeeding warning right, in people. the title of the episode that we are recording. <laughs> <laughs> Or we are going it's to Trisha's have some really, really <laughs> people. Oh, boy. Babies and all of their issues. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because I remember, it's funny to me now, but when it, what happened to me is after my son was born, in a couple of days, your milk really comes in. Well, I guess Auric wasn't getting enough or whatever it was. And he's screaming out of the top of his lungs for about four hours. I can't get him to feed. I can't do anything. And all I was doing, because I'm crying because I'm a new mom. I had the baby blues. I'm bawling my head off too. And I'm just, I'm just pouring, pouring out everything. I went through three shirts, front and back, because wow. I couldn't get him to do it. And I was so emotional. Oh, it was, I, I laugh at it now. But at the time, I actually. Husband looks at me and goes, "We just got him here. We're gonna have to take him back." I'm like, "I'm like, that's not what you tell a new mom." Because then that just made it worse, and I started crying even harder. So, but then called the pediatrician. She's like, "Do you have any like pre-made two ounce bottles?" Or I'm like, "Yeah." We go, we give him the two ounce bottles. He sucks it down in five minutes and passes out. That was the first time I ever wanted to hurt my child. <laughs> I love it's how she like, qualifies are that. You that was the first time. First time. <laughs> Unfortunately, Hermione has a few friends, and they managed to at least get her in to see Nathaniel, if not Remus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How screwed up is that? Is that 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 you're um? What do you call it? You're dividing a mother and the child in in the time that they should be like bonding because it's like really psychologically important for them to like bond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was just so. I was just angry. <laughs> Pretty yeah. sure there aren't any mothers in this particular uh, department of the ministry. <laughs> right. But still. Though there is a sympathetic witch at one point. Right. The first witch was fairly sympathetic. She's the one that took her in for questioning the first time. But. Mm-hmm. Later. And Hermione isn't really rational either because she basically turns James away because he's there as an Auror and he's not doing absolutely everything that she says she wants done. She just says, okay, I know Sirius will do anything for me. Just get him for me and be able to convince him to fix things when really it's just very hard for one or two people to fix this. Right. There's, you know, and they're not high up in the department anyway. I mean, the fact that James is getting to interview her is a pretty big step. It could have been somebody totally horrible. So they're, you know, doing the best that they can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes when something like that happens, you're not, I'm sorry, you're just not rational. Mm-hmm. Well, it's completely understandable that she, she isn't, but she isn't. <laughs> so the next chapter oh. takes us to the full moon. And it's time, and they at least James and Sirius work out so she can be there and observe whether Nathaniel's going to change or not. For a little bit, they're worried because you start hearing the screams from the other werewolves who are all being kept up there, and Nathaniel starts crying, and she 
is really worried he's in the beginning stages of changing, but it's just because he's in a room by himself and there are people screaming and Mm -hmm. it turns out he's okay. Yeah. I'd be scared. I'd be scared out of my mind too. I mean, I don't care. He's a baby. They took this baby and they strapped him down and they left him alone in a room. I'd be screaming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know about swaddling and everything, but that's a little ridiculous. Yeah. That's not swaddling. That's chaining. Very different there. Mm-hmm. So they did sneak her into C-Remus really quick, which was nice. And now they're just waiting. And I yeah. like that the unknown wizard is, you know, being snotty to them. And he says, you know, you guys are killing your careers by standing with these outcasts. And James says, Sirius and I bring in more Death Eaters than the rest of you combined. And we don't have to resort to picking up three-week-old infants to do it. Mm-hmm. The wizard's eyebrow is going to shoot up. And uh, Crouch comes in. And, of course, she knows who he is. He's never seen her before. Yeah. And she is uh, not exactly polite to him, shall we say. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and... she and manages the, to get away with it. We discover that Nathaniel is not a werewolf. Right. And they... Yay! You know, they break him out. They don't make him stay in there. And they take him to James's office and quiet him right. down. Poor baby. It just feels so bad for mm-hmm. them. All of them. I mean, what? It just... Yeah, this is a really hard part of the story. Mm-hmm. Well, and then Crouch comes in. Mm-hmm. She's like, I know... He says, my name is... Bartamus Crouch. And she says, I know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And she's basically decided that she knows enough dirt on him that if he doesn't back off, oh, yeah. she's going to dump it on somebody and he's going to wish that he did. But, right. Uh, mm-hmm. We find out that Sirius has made a deal that he'll take responsibility for Remus and make sure that he's not yeah, doing anything. So they'll let Remus... Mm-hmm. So they won't just keep him there. Right. Yeah. So he's just going to keep an eye on him, but they can't but tell I Remus. I mean, it's... Well, I mean, the thing is, what, Sirius was coming was coming to the house how many times a day anyhow? Which is, mm-hmm. which so. is silly. It's like you've just now put him in probation because of something he can't control. I mean, come on. Right. Sirius is his probation officer. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, I mean, yeah. Hey, it's the ministry we're talking about. They're, they're not supposed to make sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're really riled up about this whole thing. And they decide they aren't going to tell Remus because he won't take it well, which... No, he sure um, won't. I can I've been see talking him deciding for like that, five minutes. made me roll my eyes. That, that's oh, such no. a fanfic cliche. So, so I've been talking and for what have you five minutes. Did you have going? yourself on... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, I was Pat, saying. Is there anything um, you'd like to add? <laughs> about Crouch? Well, first of all, I mean, to us and to her, her reaction to Crouch is legit because we know everything that Crouch has done about his son and all the things that have happened to Harry because of his son, and you know, he putting his putting Sirius away with a trial. Like her reaction to Crouch is a very legitimate reaction, and it's one that we all, you know, we, all, we I think some part of us all wants to punch Crouch in the mouth once. Mm-hmm. But like he's to very, everyone else, he's, it's just he's like, very full of himself. He's very full of himself and very like stringent to the rules, but at the same time, like rather holier than thou. So. Like to everyone else, it's just like we don't know you. We we've never met you. We've never even seen you before. And apparently, Hermione doesn't like you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and he's a high ministry official and she's mouthing off. So we're like, okay, are you sure that's wise? Which is, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, they're dangerous. Like, they're, mm-hmm. Yeah. But she finally, they fall asleep on the couch and she wakes up early the next morning and runs to get Remus and let him know that everything is fine. So that's good. Yeah. That's nice to have some kind of happiness in there. Right. And I was expecting here that the whole let's not tell Remus um, you're his probation officer was going to backfire <laughs> because that's all. It's such a fan click cliche. Oh, no, let's not tell them they'll be upset. And then we'll tell them two months later when they'll really be upset. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, that they didn't go in that direction with this one. Yeah, which is good. But in our next chapter, Remus is having a nightmare. and. Hermione almost gets hexed or something. <laughs> Fortunately, he manages to wake up properly before anything happens. Yeah. But this is where we're really getting into the part where she can't seem to make Nathaniel calm down and she's really feeling inadequate. Mm-hmm. Well, she has postpartum. She's got the baby blues is what she's got. Well, he says that to her and yeah. she gets all upset with him and says, I do not. <laughs> Guess what? Yes, he does. <laughs> There's just all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff going on. Even the can't bu- seem to keep control. And the bu- that was, that's Hermione's big thing, is being in control of stuff, especially since she's come into the past and had all this future knowledge and state, things like that. Mm-hmm. And she's burning her breakfast, and he's mm-hmm. not, Nathaniel won't eat, and he's just crying all the time, and yeah, she's very stressed. I love that she's trying to feed him and he's fighting her every step of the way and Sirius comes in and he says, maybe he doesn't like the formula you're using. And she says, it's not formula. And he went, huh? And she's like, it's breast milk. And he's like, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> don't listen to me. I don't know well, what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then she bursts into tears. Yeah. And she claims that she doesn't have postpartum depression. Right. So then Remus comes in and Picks up the baby and feeds him, and yeah. You just have to have eye contact. <laughs> He's like, yeah. yeah. And then this is where he says, come on, I know why you're over here every day. I know what's going on. And Sirius is like, oh, crap, he's figured out I'm the probation officer. And uh, it turns out that Remus just thinks that he's there to make sure the ministry won't try to take Nathaniel again. So Right. Shoot. Yes. That's you've, it. Exactly, absolutely. You found me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, she uh, is not happy. No. And then we get through that. She really likes places with Remus, but uh, he can't quite figure that out because she'd like to be out there doing something. And he's like, well, aren't you doing enough keeping the house and everything and care- taking care of Nathaniel? And she's like, yeah, but I'm not doing that well. And, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. bit his head off. <laughs> well, there's also the fact that like, cause, cause when my mom had me, I was, I'm the second born. So my mom had a toddler and a baby in the house. And when my dad got home from work, she would, you know, hand us over yeah. and go to Osco, which is now CVS and just walk up and down the aisles because you have to get out. Like, you, you can't be in, you know, a house for weeks at a time. You'll go nuts. And I think that's part of it is mm-hmm. she's 
shut in her house and she can't go out and do anything. And the few hours that Remus is home, she wants to be home with him, but she has to get, like, she needs to get out at this point. Mm -hmm. Cap fever. And she's basically saying, I want to go out and work and, and work with the order. And he's like, you have a baby. You can't do that. And she's like, yeah, but you have she a baby too. So do you. Right. And, you know, basically she mm -hmm. wants to trade places because he is better with the baby than she is. But she doesn't come out and say that exactly. So no. there's a little bit of a purpose mm -hmm. there. She says she wants to be useful. And he's like, as if taking care of Nathaniel isn't useful. And so... They just decide to forget it, and he stays home for a few days. He has, doesn't have a mission, so he actually can take care of things, and she can go out and shop and do other things. So it's a little easier, and, but still not what she's. And look do. who she runs into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Snipe. 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 Severus Snipe. Severus Snipe. <laughs> Dumbledore. And he has a favor. And I love it. He's like, she's like, uh, we can't talk here. He's like, yeah, we're going to your house. And she said, no, we've decided we're not taking any of this danger into it where our child is. And he's like, well, there's no other place. And he apparates there and basically doesn't give her a choice in the matter. And then Remus hits the roof because you brought him here. And she's like, well, not exactly. He kind of here. brought himself, but Remus doesn't quite see that. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Snape says, oh, unclench, Lupin. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> he clenched and his he jaw. Drops the bomb. Oh, unclench. <laughs> he says, uh, there's a friend of his who's a Death Eater that would like to get out and maybe even turn spy. And Remus, of course, <laughs> is not believing this at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and especially and since says, we well, find out you know, who it is. It could happen. It's possible. Who is it? Lucius yeah. Malfoy. And she's like, Oh, no, he's not. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Hermione hits the roof. <laughs> yeah. I thought you'd be supportive. Not exactly. Not happening here. Nope, nope, uh-uh. And, of course, Snape doesn't know where she gets her knowledge from, so he has no idea why she's so <laughs> dead set against Lucius. But, uh, and, you know, I have yeah. a little bit of a problem here, because back when he first went to Dumbledore and first saved them from Malfoy Manor. He was disgusted with Malfoy. Malfoy was the arrogant telling stories that, you know, of torture that couldn't possibly have happened. He'd been out raping and killing muggles and he didn't want anything to do with him. So why now all of a sudden is Lucius his best friend? Yeah. Because Lucius is trying that. to get in on his, yeah. Because so. Lucius knows something's up Maybe. and has no proof. But it, it did And me also, out a the excuse that Snape is sold on is he has a kid now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you know, that's sort of kind of how it plays out, at least in the movie. So, <laughs> I can sort and of. Yeah, the movie. Can too. <laughs> oh, can the too. awkward hug. <laughs> the awkward hug. Oh, God. <laughs> that was horrible. So. But yeah, that it did pull me out just a little bit, and you know, she's like, "No, trust me, Malfoy is not good." Just yeah, Snape's like, "You don't even know Malfoy." I do know Malfoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's setting you up. He's With not his house. We broke out of. Remember? Yeah. And she offers to make him lunch, and he's like, "No, I have to go. It's been a while. Let's catch yeah. up." 
No. Mm-hmm. We then, work together. We're not like, friends. We're acquaintances. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, Remus and Hermione have a bit of a tiff because she brought Snape home and she's like, I didn't really. And, you know, they go into this whole thing and he still doesn't understand why she trusts Snape. Once a Death Eater, always a Death Eater. Except that's really the only reason she can give, but that's not her real reason. Mm-hmm. And she starts crying, and that's yeah. when he says, well, you know, it's it's normal to feel a little blue. And she's like, I don't have this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she's a horrible mother. Yep. She's read the books, and it doesn't work. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. which is a very Hermione thing. Right. She's following all the steps in the books. Why isn't it working? He says, I have Babies to are a little more individual than that. And she's like, what And then, of course, mean? the next morning, it turns out Remus has another order mission, which mm-hmm. doesn't particularly help. No, not at all. Can't you see, like, you know, just to go back to canon for a second, can't you see this just happening with Ron just the same? Like, Ron's, mm-hmm. you know, Ron I has. Read all the books! <laughs> Not really. Ron has, you know, however many brothers and sisters, and like, I bet, you know, raising kids is like, you know, super easy for him. It's just like, oh, I'll call mom and, you know, she'll know the answer to this question. And Hermione would be like, going through books, like, I don't know the answer, what's going on? I don't think so, because I think Hermione's, Hermione is uh, closer to Mrs. Weasley than she is to Mrs. Lupin, whereas... Molly would probably have them at her house every day. And if Hermione had a problem with the baby, Molly would be there to help her. Hermione doesn't have anybody to help her but Remus. Mm -hmm. And Remus doesn't doesn't understand. Right. Mm -hmm. She'd probably get annoyed at Molly after a while because she'd swoop in every She probably would. (laughs) She probably (laughs) would. But Molly's much better, much, much got much more experience of raising children than anybody Hermione knows. That's true. So that's my opinion. They have their discussion, and Hermione finally says, "Just leave me alone. I'm not up to this right now." And she, and then she says, "This isn't how I expected my life to turn out." And he just leaves because hearing that, what he hears is, "I should have gone back to where I came from." Yeah, which was not, but that's not what she said. No. And he's st- and he still thinks that she's. You know, oh, the threat of you leaving and going back. It's like... This is his big insecurity. No. <laughs> yeah. And so finally she goes to talk to James. Just to see if Remus is there. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel. And she's like, oh, by the way, you haven't seen Remus, have you? No, why would he be here? Never mind. <laughs> Which doesn't work. <laughs> so she confesses what's going on to James. And apparently... Sirius and James saw Remus the other day, and he said nothing about it. And she starts crying, and James has no clue what to do. Lily, come uh, help! Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what are you shouting at me for? So they talk this through a little bit. Yeah. And, and James decides to reveal to her the fact that Remus has been sensitive about this ever since she went to the ministry the one time. Even though he said there was nothing to forgive and everything was fine, that really wasn't how he felt. And this has been eating at him ever since. And it comes out that she's kissed Sirius, which is another complication. Yeah, but that was like that was like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. I always felt it weird that 
Hermione didn't bring up that she uh, Remus has left her too multiple times. Yeah, she never really knew where he was, but she knew what he was supposed to be doing. I guess. Well, that's what he said. She, he, he was doing, you know, toward the end of it. She didn't know what was going on at all. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's not what she's concentrated on at this point. I don't know. No, this she's just distraught. Well, she's probably more worried about her kid than Remus at this point. Mm-hmm, because we didn't mention Remus took Nathaniel with him. Because right. he's convinced that Hermione doesn't want them anymore or, or something. So, eventually, Hermione decides, when in doubt, go to the Hogwarts library. <laughs> Actually, she's, you know, she's getting ready to go. And he says something that triggers something in her. I can't remember what exactly he says. And she totally forgets that she's looking for Remus and Nathaniel. And she goes to the library to do some research. Because yep. she, and uh, all of a sudden, she's totally forgotten what she was supposed to be doing. And, you know, just. Because mm-hmm. James says, I know what you've sacrificed for my family. And she, her thought is, I haven't done anything yet. Mm-hmm. She goes to the library and she puts together this timeline in which nothing large has changed. And she's convinced she's a failure with her task, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. And she tells Dumbledore, you see what this means? And he says, I can see what you think it means. But I'm not sure that's the same thing. Right. And she's like, nothing's changed. And he says, yeah, many things have changed. And she's like, nothing important. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, she's convinced that she has to kill Voldemort. Right. Yeah. And he's, like, he's going to save Harry by killing Voldemort first. Right. Yeah, that's not going to work. No. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope, nope. And Dumbledore says, you're not going to succeed. And she says, I will if you help me. And he said, I'm not sending you to certain death. And she said, I can't do this without help. And he said, I'm sorry, I'm not going to help you. And she said, fine, I will find somebody who will. Serious? <laughs> and then she drugs Sirius and steals his motorbike. Sirius, you want something to drink? Uh, not really. How about a soda? Uh, no, I don't really. Water? Uh, okay. Do you insist? <laughs> She's like, okay, now give this letter to Remus, and this one's for Lily. And he's like, I feel strange. And she said, oh, that's because I drugged you. What? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so you, you might as well come out and say it. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to kill Voldemort, but no. Off she goes and leaves him there. She she does. He staggers his way to James and Lily's. Mm-hmm. But he's. I, I guess this several is hours later. Up. Yeah, several yeah. hours later. And it's like, what happened? Was it Death Eaters? Nope, Hermione. <laughs> 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 She really isn't thinking things through here. Because until this happened, she actually had changed something very significant that she didn't think about. In that Peter is nowhere in the equation. So if they all went under the Fidelius charm, nothing would happen. Right. But well, I was thinking a little off the the whole, you know, important timeline and, and you know, Remus found love. And that's important. Mm-hmm. Well, and Nathaniel. She's not yeah. just there to fix history. She's done good things for the people as well. Sirius tells them, well, uh, she drugged me and she's off to kill Voldemort. Because <laughs> she left a note. Here's a note. <laughs> We're going to find her. And Remus is they... looking at Sirius going, you helped her, didn't you? And he's like, I didn't help her. She drugged me. 
It's just like the Department of Mysteries. You helped her then and you helped her now. And Sirius is like, this is different. She wasn't in danger then. I wouldn't have done anything to put her in danger. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. They just keep arguing for a bit until Lily kind of knocks their heads together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't have time for this. She's going to get hurt. And so they go off and they get the order and everybody's after her. And two weeks later, Voldemort Inside. tries to assassinate the Minister of Magic. And pretty much all hell breaks loose. Yeah. And Remus and Nathaniel have moved into Godric's Hollow so that Lily can watch the babies. And they're looking for him. And, and the order's been pulled off of looking for her detail because they're trying to protect the ministry workers. And it's just crazy. Chaos. Mm-hmm. And eventually, Remus decides he can't stay forever and he should move out somewhere. And they don't know what to do. And Lily says, well, at least stay for their birthday. Because she made plans for the big first birthday. Mm-hmm. All right. So he's going to do that. And Hermione shows up on the doorstep. Yeah. Except not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that yet. Yeah. So, yeah. The the door rings. And, and you know, Lily's just in a Twitter. She's trying to get everything ready. Oh, they're here too early. Yeah. And I love that she sent... Sirius up to dress the two boys and he comes downstairs and she's like, that's not what I laid out. And he's like, but you got them a dental suits of clothing and they look like sailor suits. I can't put them in those. They're going to be looking at these. We'll have pictures of this day for the next 20 years. (laughs) Yeah. She doesn't care. No. She sends them back. Sends them back to change again. (laughs) Don't blame me when you're 18 and these are the pictures she pulls out for your girlfriends. (laughs) Right. I tried. I'm <laughs> Yep. So he yells. Remus the, stumbles back in. And with the bell him. rings. And he says, I'll see who it is and send them away for another 15 minutes. So no, no, no. Just get the door. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then he stumbles in with Hermione in his arms. And she's fainted. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't remember being gone for four months, apparently. Nope. She doesn't remember much of anything. And the boys are. She doesn't screaming because they're being ignored and she doesn't recognize nathaniel and they wonder maybe she did really run into Voldemort, and he's the one who wiped her memory or something odd was going on and they bring in dumbledore but neither he nor madame pomfrey can do anything to reverse this memory charm either voldemort himself himself did it or there was no charm maybe she was knocked on the head or something yeah nobody but, just knows and mm-hmm. so they just kind of decide to wait and see mm-hmm um, Remus, of course, is doting on her, and she's, you know, kind of pushing him away, and she can't sleep. Apparently she can't sleep. Yep. She's up every hour on the hour, and she's keeping him awake, and finally she says, why don't you just move out of our room? I'll sleep better if you're not here, because I keep disturbing you, and that keeps me awake. And so, yeah. she starts. Let's see. Every hour on the hour. Hmm. Yes, I didn't spot that the first time. Let me think about this. Yeah, and she's, you know, everybody's concerned, and they just don't quite know what to do. And And, uh, then one day she decides to go for a walk. She's getting out of this bedroom, out of this bed, and uh, no, don't bother bringing Nathaniel. It's too hot for them. I'll just walk around the grounds. And she does and finds an old hat. Mm-hmm. That she was and looking wait. for. Yeah. And she appears in a 
lavish room and somebody says, Bella, we expected you yesterday. <laughs> and mm. you go, oh, <laughs> crap. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Of course, this is uh, canon Bella and not, I think it's more canon than movie because they said blonde and I went, is it Narcissa? And then it was like, Bella. You know and I'm like, Bella's blonde? Wait a minute. I, I'm confused. Dark hair in canon as well. But yeah. um, maybe we dark didn't know. Canon as well. You, it was just a name. At, mm-hmm. at this point, this it was point, just a name. At this point, it was just a name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, we expected you yesterday. And she's like, yeah, I got detained. I had serious anremus in my room. Mm-hmm. <sighs> when you were. <laughs> they suspect nothing. Nothing at all. Yes. They were all a bit clingy. I love my text reader. I'm like, like clingy? What What the heck is that? Oh, clingy. I got it. Uh, Wow. Clingy. This this was a great... Reading this as a WIP, this reveal was great. (laughs) Oh, I bet. (laughs) Because I was like, what? (laughs) And coming off of DH Part 2, in which it was the other way around, that's also fun. (laughs) <laughs> it, yeah, it's fun, yeah. Note here, this changes the prophecy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because Nash, yes, up the against secret keep your traitor is. Yep. Mm. This is where I'm going, Hermione, if you hadn't done anything, <laughs> there wouldn't have been a traitor. It would have all worked out. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. But at this point, we weren't sure where the author was going with this. Yeah. Yeah. And she, so we were just, and she goes down to see the real Hermione. Get a fresh hair supply. Yeah. And she's like, you going to do this the hard way or the easy way? And Hermione's like, the hard way. And she's like, fine, I'll just take it out on your son and husband. And she's like, okay, here's your hair. Yeah. The worst has come true. Olimar has a spy walking among James, Lily, Sirius, and Remus. Yeah, but there's one thing. Nathaniel and Harry Nathaniel both mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They know something. Well, Harry, because... That doesn't smell like fun. Harry, because they're like, soul bound or whatever and their super soulmate out powers activate. Um, oh god. Character one says, I love you so and so and character two says, I love you too and their super soulmate powers activate. And Nathaniel, like that's natural because I think a kid would know his own mother. Right. You know, they mm-hmm. She kind of plays it off and says, well, I haven't seen him in four months. He doesn't remember me, but he does. And he knows. He does. Yeah. And that turns out to be a very happy plot point later on. Yeah. Yep. And she finally comes back into the house. She tries to sneak in and Remus is like, where have you been? You've been gone for an hour. I thought you were dead. Where have you been? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Molly. (laughs) No, no. <laughs> yep. And all of a sudden she realizes, oops, Hermione wouldn't act this way. I better, you know, act more worried. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to worry you. Mm-hmm. She has to go up and get Nathaniel because he's crying and they don't want to wake up Harry. And Remus is in the middle of making lunch and she goes up and she whaps him on the butt and he just goes nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know she doesn't hit him hard; she just swats him. But he's never been treated. Nobody's like that ever before. done that before. Yeah. Yeah. 
and he's just, you know, he doesn't want anything to do with her. So she's like, is lunch done yet? I think I could eat. And then she's mm -hmm. reading the Witch Weekly magazine, and he's like, why are you doing that? She's like, I'm bored. He's like, yeah, but you, mm. you hate that magazine. It's a waste of parchment. Here's the book you were reading before you disappeared. Yeah. Huge tome. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gee, thanks. <laughs> doesn't look at it again. So he's, you know, mm. there's little clues here and there that we pick up on. I'm not sure we if he's look picking them. up on them. But... Well, he's picking up on them now because she's not having anything to do with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something's off. <laughs> gets in trouble with, with uh, Lily, though. You're saying, it's weird. She was reading Witch Weekly. She doesn't read silly magazines. She's too smart for that. She's like, I read Witch Weekly. <laughs> um, well, that's not what I meant. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And she's refusing to let him touch her, and he's mm -hmm. being discouraged by that. And she pretends to be just too depressed about having disappeared, and mm -hmm. then he leaves, and she calls him pathetic. He tries to get in the door one night, and it's locked. she's got the door locked, and he's like, Hermione, can I come in? And she says, just who is it? <laughs> yeah, who is it? And she's frantically trying to swallow potion. So. Mm -hmm. And there's, we're reaching the end of October 81. Yeah. And Lily and James have just been asked by the Order to go into hiding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All of them, basically. Yeah, all of them. And Hermione Bella volunteers. Says, I'll be the secret keeper. I'd love to do that. Right. Oh. And she calls him the Dark Lord. And that's another clue for Remus. Right. Mm -hmm. And this time he talks to Sirius. And Sirius is like, you're just, you know, seeing things. It's nothing. You're hypersensitive. Yeah. So Remus is seeing things, but nobody's believing him. So he's kind of doubting himself. Mm -hmm. um, and she gets to use the exact same line Peter used in the original timeline. Mm -hmm. It's done, my lord. The Potters have made me their secret keeper. Dun, dun, dun. And that's the end of this chapter. Yep. Trisha. In chapter 65. Hold on. Trisha. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going back. <laughs> Sorry. Are you going to go now? Okay. Night, Trisha. Night, Trisha. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I can't stay up much later. It's fine. night. Do you have, have any fun. further comments about the rest? This? No, I, I like the story. Um, I enjoyed it. There's some grammatical, gram, grammar issues that needs to, should have been fixed by the beta. But other than that, it was a good story. It has a lot of plot. It's just a really long-ass story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, this is nothing. Yeah, wait till we get Oh, to I know, it's nothing, but it's one of the longer ones. <laughs> what is it here? Excuse it's, me. um. Yeah, Be Careful by Ann Walsh coming up. 230,000 words. Wow. So. Be Careful is yeah. longer. Much yeah. longer. Take care of your seat, Trisha. Yeah, put yeah. some ointment or something on that. I have some, I got some aloe and linton flour. Good stuff. So I've been putting on that. So they're oh, not you're just warming or... my little herbology heart. <laughs> Bert's bees to the rescue, rescue. man. Love Bert's bees yeah, too. We... Oh, they were awesome. I imagine this will come out in the dead of winter, and people go, "What do you mean she was running and burned her feet?" It's <laughs> August. <laughs> it's 110 like, degrees. Outside why are you running at bare feet? Yeah, the snow. Well, 110. It's August. Yeah. 
Eight. I'm about to stop school. I have one more 10-page paper to do. I'm so tired. I'm burnt out. I have three more weeks until I start again. Yuck. But, I got okay. three more weeks. My son starts again. I'm like, oh, I get back on a schedule. <laughs> <laughs> well, good night, Trisha. Thanks for sticking with us as long as you could. Hi, Trisha. Thank you, guys. All I'll right. see you, see you on the flip side. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Do you know what see you on the flip side actually refers to? No, I do not. I do, it's but a, I can't remember. It's a CB term yeah. because it would be you talking to people going westbound, you're going eastbound, and you'll see them on the flip side is when they're going the other way, and so are you. Yep. Ah. Switching them around. Right. So we start the next chapter. I've got my Skype thing over the chapter thing, so I don't know what chapter it is. Chapter 65. There we go. And we start with old Lucky, who says, Severus, my old friend. Lucky. And invites him in. He's got big news. Yeah. Tonight is the night for celebration. And he tells him that the Dark Lord is going to take care of all of them once and for all. He's going to kill the kids. He's going to get Remus and Sirius and James and Lily all in one fell swoop. And, of course, he's mm-hmm. drawing it out, but Snape wheedles it out of him. And then he's like, what? <laughs> and he finds out that Hermione's been there for four months or longer in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. And Lucius is going to give Snape a gift. He's going to let him kill her. No, let's see. How how long has she been there by October? If Nathaniel was eight months old when she left, that did so- she yes. she disappeared the end of March. So it would have been seven months, something like that. Is that yeah. right? Seven months? Mm-hmm. Well, it was four months before she reappeared again. And then now it's had more months passed to get yeah, to October so from three July. Three more months. Three more months have passed. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Snape has to thank him for the favor of uh, taking care of Hermione. Mm-hmm. Since her husband and his friends were so kind to him at Hogwarts. Right. And so he goes downstairs and... Hermione's downstairs practicing wandless magic. She's been working on this for a while. Keeps mm-hmm. her mind occupied and it keeps her from getting too depressed and gives her something to do. And it might come in handy one of these days. You never know. So far so she's she, managed to levitate a sickle. So Snape finds her down in the... And he comes in. He says, I just found out you were here. Mm-hmm. And she says, I never thought I would get out of here. He says, there's not time. She says, what do you mean? He says, it's Halloween. It's Halloween. And she is just like, get me out of here now. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Don't worry about getting past Malfoy. Just give me your wand. Open the door. I'll take care of it. (laughs) Yeah. I'll take care of everything. And she gives him a Petrificus Totalus. Just like Neville. And then binds him after that. Except first she... Yeah, and first she curses his eyes. Conjunctivitis. She likes that conjunctivitis curse. That's the one she used on Voldy, too. Yeah. And meanwhile, back at the ranch. Back at the ranch. The kids are talking. Dada and Mama. Mm-hmm. And, I love, and Sirius says, say serious. And Harry's like, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's a little more complicated than Mama and Dada. That's funny. Uh, I love the the realisticness of this because so many fics have Harry's first word being Paffoot, and it's just like 
that wouldn't work. It's very no. rare that that a little baby would be able to say that like two complex syllables first thing. My mother's favorite thing to do with a very small child: say Girls window, say window, <laughs> and the baby just looks at her like, right. <laughs> <laughs> What are you going on about? Right. And Hermione has taken Nathaniel up, put him to bed, and she's been gone for quite some time. And Sirius goes up to look for her, and he's like, that's odd. The baby's in his bed, but she's not here. And he goes down and gets Remus, and they leave to go looking. And all of a sudden, they They realize what the day is, too. Yeah, Halloween. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, we've got to find her. Don't you remember? This is the day. That James and Lily die. It's today. And they're like, yeah. well, why didn't she tell us? She would have told us. She would never betray them. She didn't. It's because it's not her. Right. She doesn't mm-hmm. know. Uh, has no idea about the future. They split up and go to look. And Voldemort sees them leave. And now he knows that, you know. The it's time to strike. James and Lily and the two kids. Yep. And Hermione's on her way. She's operated as close to the house as she could. But the thing is, I have a problem with this. Okay. She wouldn't have known where they were. The Fidelis charm. That's true. That's true. It's a hole. Okay. Yep. She followed Voldemort in. Maybe. And of course, James is saying his line from before. And she dashes in and stuns Voldemort, which yeah. doesn't work, but it's a distraction. Yeah. Here's <laughs> time number five. <laughs> he sets the wand in her hand on fire. Poor Snape. Just lost his wand. Yeah. <laughs> and she just tackles him. Yeah. Voldy sends the killing curse at James and she knocks him down and the whole house starts to, you know. Well, she shake. tries to tackle Voldemort first, but she gets deflected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the house collapses on top of them, which is not very nice for their health. No. But, uh, yeah. She wakes nope. up and she's got this heavy weight on her chest and she can't breathe and she can't find James. And, and Severus is there. And Sev is there, yeah. Yeah. Sev. Sev. He gets her out and he's like, okay, come on, we gotta go. They're gonna be here any minute. We can't get caught. And she's like, I'm not leaving them. And she's, he's like, Hermione, look at the house. It's collapsed. Nobody's alive in there. I'm, I'm amazed you were alive. And she's like, no, I'm staying. And she starts looking and she's being really careful and she can hear crying and she thinks it's her son and she sees this little tiny fist and she reaches out and grabs him. Here's Harry. He's like, yeah. Mama, 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 Mama. Mama, Mama, Mama. Uh oh. Go ahead, Kelly. I didn't say it. No, I said it. No, I know, but Kelly usually does the. Mama. No, no, not this is. This would not be an appropriate spot for yeah, right. Mama. <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah, that's true. And she's still calling for the others, and there's no answer. Yeah. And that she feels someone cold in the hole Harry had been in, and mm-hmm. finds Lily. Yeah. And Harry already has the cut. Yes. It says the scar here, but I figure it probably wouldn't have closed yet. I don't know. It might have, because it's not I suppose. It could have been cauterized or whatever. Yeah. And she gets found by Sirius, who, of course, thinks she did it. Right. You were the secret keeper. You betrayed them all. Your own son was in the house. And she's trying to get him to help her find them, because, of course, this is the different Hermione. But Mm -hmm. he doesn't know any of this. and. 
And then Remus comes up behind her and he's like, you know, where's Nathaniel? And she can't breathe because he's choking her so hard. Where's my son? Did you get him out of the house before you let Voldemort destroy it? And she's like, no, you know, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. And Sirius yells that he's found James and he's alive. So they go and pull him out and they tie her up. They leave her with her hands and feet bound and she falls down and they don't, you know, Remus won't even look at her. Help me find yeah. Daniel, he says to Sirius. Mm-hmm. And she uses a wandless magic to get out of it. And she starts. She goes over to James again, mm-hmm. kisses him on the forehead. Yeah. He's starting to wake up and she mm-hmm. calls for Nathaniel again. But, and then they sound like they found something. So she dashes over there, even though they just tied her up and left her in a corner. Yeah. And he just doesn't understand how she could have done this. And she's like, it wasn't me. And he's like, don't tell me it wasn't you. How could you have done this? I don't understand. And mm-hmm. they, you know, figure out that he's down underneath them and they've got to get him out. So yeah. they kind of dig a hole. One and she's trying time. to explain it, it was Bellatrix, it was Polyjuice, but they're not paying any attention because they're digging this hole out. Yep. But then, and she does help Sirius with a piece of wood mm-hmm. because Remus gets stuck. Right. And it's like, how can you do that without a wand? And she says, sorry, I don't know how long I can hold it. And they... Because mm-hmm. she does the immob- immobilis on the crumbling structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you do that without a wand? And they kind of leap from the house and it collapses all the more. And, you know, we've got to get them to the hospital. just doesn't know what to believe. And then Nathaniel calls her mama. Right. Which he had right. never said to the other one. He'd never sent it over. Aww. Mad Eye shows up. So they're up. a little uncertain. And wants to know where Lily is. And Hermione says she's dead. She sacrificed herself for Harry. And he says, and how would you know that? And she mm-hmm. doesn't know how, what to say. And he's like, yeah, I didn't think you'd have an answer. And he pretty much arrests her. Yeah. Yep. They're taking her to Azkaban. Yeah. No trial. No trial. Crutch's orders. Open this and sounds shut familiar. Yeah. And off they go. And... She's bound in a chair, scared to death. The movie's been absolutely terrifying. Which is not unusual. No. Mm-hmm. And she can hear the dementors coming. And then she starts to feel them. Yeah. And she's not going to be able to do a wandless patroness. No. No. And she's starting to remember things. And there's memories that are surfacing that she doesn't want. And, she and then we see changed famous. Yeah. And he's just sitting there. He doesn't know what to do. And he's thinking, you know. For the last four Mm -hmm. months, he Nathaniel didn't want to have anything to do with his mother. He threw food. He kicked and struggled. He screamed bloody murder. She picked him up. And now he said mama and he was inconsolable. He wanted his mama. So what's going on? And the order members are talking and it's like, you know, explained so much. Four months, Dumbledore always suspected somebody. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden... He's starting to really think. And here mm-hmm. comes. And Sirius comes in yep. and, and says, says James, James is awake. And he said, Hermione saved his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she's gone too. And, you know, could she have changed her mind? Maybe she regretted it. And Remus is like, or maybe she's telling the truth. And it was Bellatrix. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's like, we're so stupid. How did we not? I love he goes to McGonagall and he says, can you hold the baby? <laughs> She's like, I guess. <laughs> Where are you going? We're going to go rescue Hermione. <laughs> like, 
She's been sent to Azkaban. Yeah, That's I love tough. Dumbledore <laughs> runs into them, and this is such a book. Is it four moment? Five? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Dumbledore's like, I know what you're going to attempt, and Remus gets ready, he'll fight if he has to, and Dumbledore says, you better yeah. hurry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, no, that would be Prisoner. Prisoner. Three. 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 I know what you're going to do. You only have two hours. <laughs> Don't get caught. <laughs> yep. The, the door's open. I'll be waiting for you at Hogwarts. You've got to hurry. Mm-hmm. And then we switch to Potter. Potter, be reasonable, begs McGonagall. You're hurt. You can't leave. <laughs> And he's like, I've got to go. I've got to help her. And we find out that Hagrid has Harry. And mm-hmm. then... James no longer responds to Professor Voice. No. Apparently not. And here come the Lupins, wanting to know where Remus and Hermione are. And of course, McGonagall feeds them the accepted misinformation. Because mm-hmm. she doesn't know any better. Yeah. And don't you just have that sinking feeling in your stomach of, oh gosh, they're not going to believe her again. They're going to, you know, go after her. And you just feel bad all over again for her. And we switch back. We're having a quick scene changes in this chapter because lots is happening, I guess. Yep. And Remus and Sirius are waiting in the ministry for the Dementors to come back down because they'll be down in a minute. Mm-hmm. And they could hear Sirius still coming. isn't sure she didn't do something, but he's unsure enough to help at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can hear her coming. Her screams are mournful and animal-like. and. You know, Remus jumps up and screams, Expectro Patronum! And they drop her and take off. And he grabs her, and of course, she's unconscious. Mm-hmm. And, have and he doesn't have any chocolate. No. Darn. Well, for once his life, he doesn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and you don't want to stuff chocolate in her mouth if she's unconscious, anyhow. Even if it Why will it? melt, she could still choke on it. Could be hot chocolate. Or like, no, kind like warm like, chocolate. <laughs> Well, no, you can put it under her tongue or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So they head to Hogwarts, and she's starting to revive in the cold air. She she's... says, you have to believe me. And he says, I really do. I'm sorry I ever doubted you. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, she actually wants to touch him, and he's going, how could I not have seen this was going on? And, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. She wants to know about the baby, and he's okay. Yeah, not a scratch. And She wants to know about Harry, and then she wants to know about James. He'll be good as new by tomorrow and everything. And, and then she thinks, know. oh boy, they just broke me out of prison. Are you going to get arrested? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He needs both his parents. So mm-hmm. Dumbledore says, have you told her? And they're like, no. And she's like, told me what? Then he says, the door's open. It's time for you to go back to your own time. And then we hit a wall of Half-Blood Prince spoilers before we go on to the next chapter. <laughs> yeah. She's just Which, fun. To read. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was really fun to read. My favorite part looking back on this, because I did read this right after Hot Blood Prince came out. My favorite part of this is it took me 20 seconds to figure out who R.I.B. is. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, there's this theory going around that Harry's a Horcrux. I don't think that could possibly be right. That's just. <laughs> you know, I thought it was funny because, you know, we see R.A.B. and I'm like, okay, I know who this is. But the, I have to say that the very first thing that popped into my brain was I have a friend who lives in Florida whose name is Roger Aaron Bates. And that was the first thing that popped into my head. I thought, oh my God, it's Roger. Wait a minute. <laughs> this can't work. Roger, how come you didn't tell me you had a Horcrux? Yep. 
Oh, no. That's awful. I haven't seen Roger in years, but that was the first thing that popped into my brain. It was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Duh. And, and also, this I guess this was before people realized that Hermione and Harry have the same uh, first name because it's HR Shippers. Mm. Instead of it, 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 I mean, they did it, they now do it HR slash R Shippers to make right. sure that we're not confusing slash. A capital H and a small R. Yeah. For Hermione. Yeah. yeah. And then we find out that, you know, after all this time where Remus has been afraid that she's going to leave him, now he's telling her to go. And she's like, what do you mean I'm supposed to go? You can't seriously mean to let me go. And he said, there's no other way. If you stay here, you're going to Azkaban, and I can't stand that. And mm-hmm. so you have to go. And she's like, no, I don't want to go. She tells him a few things. Okay, make sure you tell Nathaniel about me and let your mom help you. She'll be wonderful with him. Oh, and whatever you do, don't let him up on a broom before he's 10. He's like, <laughs> well, we'll see about that one. Yeah, I know this is hard, but it's the only way. Hard, it's impossible. There's nothing left there for me. And he says, your whole life is there. And she says, my whole life is here with you and our child. And, oh, she starts crying. and Oh, it's just terrible. He says, okay, what we'll do, I can't do it. We'll find another way. And Remus is like, sure, we can find another way. We can do that. And Dumbledore says, no, really, you're at risk as long as she's here. And if you don't leave now, you only have 24 hours and you won't have another chance. To go home. Mm-hmm. Which I love that and, point because in the early chapters, all she would talk about was going, getting to go home. Right. And now she's like, that's not my home anymore. It's completely different. Mm-hmm. And I like that she actually stands up to him and says, I think you're pushing this because you feel guilty mm-hmm. about your future self sending me back. Yeah. And you took my choices from me then, and I'm not going to let you do it this time. And they they're having and a then they're interrupted off. by Hagrid, who of course <laughs> thinks she's guilty. Right. And uh, yeah, yeah, it gets a little confusing. It gets a lot confusing. Mm-hmm. Everybody's showing up at the same spot at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, where's Minerva? I left her with Remus's parents. My parents were there. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Where did James go? He's wandering around hurt in the middle of the night. Hmm. Yeah, we don't know where James went. And then you hear a voice yelling, Remus! Remus! (laughs) That sounds like my mother. (laughs) (laughs) And they go running and Mr. Lupin's like, we we tried to head him off. They're on their way up. Crouch is coming. I've never seen him so angry. And Dumbledore, he says, if you're in on this, he's going to arrest you too. Dumbledore, Mm -hmm. she asks. Yeah, okay. I'll deal with him later. Yeah, we well, all know how like, well Dumbledore handles arrests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like, "Then you know, and you don't think she's guilty?" And they're like, "Of course not." Yeah, and all the readers go, "Oh, okay, sure." <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yep. We're trying to figure out what to do, and here comes Moody and Crouch. Mm-hmm. Was she or was she not the secret keeper? She wasn't. Remus says she wasn't. It was Bellatrix, and she was using Polyjuice. And they're like, how could you not have known that? And, you know, maybe she's imperious to you right now. And Hermione's like, you're not even willing to listen. I've been trapped in Lucius Malfoy's home for six months, nearly six months, and you don't even want to listen. And Crouch is like, she's blaming Lucius, one of our most respected and prominent families. How dare you? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you people. You know? Your son is nothing but a werewolf. 
<laughs> I don't care. Subversive. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then here comes yep. James. And he's like, you know. He came up you, behind them. You doing here? And he says, I've come to stop this. Voldemort. She saved my life. This is, <laughs> it's your wife she murdered. And he's like, Voldemort murdered my wife. Hermione saved me and she saved Harry. And You've gone too far this time. You're making us know better than the Death Eaters handing out punishment before we even know there's a crime. Mm-hmm. And Moody's like, there definitely was a crime. Yeah, but we don't know that she did it. Right. Yeah. So I love Dumbledore says, I think we're at an impasse. <laughs> and he's like, there's no impasse. You will step aside and hand the girl over. And Moody's like, now crouch. Don't lose control. We must appear to be reasonable. <laughs> I am reasonable. <laughs> Sorry. So, oh, I'm glad to hear it then. Yeah. In that case, you'll be fine if we do these three things. And Moody's like, yes, yes, that will be fine. Stepping on his toe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Hermione will remain at Hogwarts for the time being while you investigate the new evidence. And at the end of the investigation, if you still think that she's guilty, then we will have a full trial before the Wizarding Command. And yeah. he's like, well, how do I know you're going to keep her here and not let her sneak off? <laughs> Hagrid's like, Hagrid. don't you dare doubt Professor Dumbledore. <laughs> I will break you in half with my bare hands. <laughs> Uh, uh, Crouch is like, right, okay. I'll be leaving now. When I return, I expect her to be here. Yeah, there's sort of an implied threat to Dumbledore there. Mm -hmm. Dumbledore can take it. And then James loses his uh, adrenaline and falls to the floor and sobs. Yeah. Poor guy. Take him up to bed and transform two other beds into cribs for the kids. and Everybody goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I love this. She hated herself for doing it, but she went to Hagrid and asked, Do you think you could go down to the kitchens and see if the house elves could bring us some food? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> and can I'm being you give stomped him a on. Of, uh, hats while you're at it. Yeah, yeah. Then I won't feel yeah. so bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she kept her SPEW badge through the. Probably time not. <laughs> So, and then Dumbledore asks to talk to her, and he takes her back up to the corridor, and he says, you need to make this decision on your own, without anybody pressuring you one way or the other. And Mm -hmm. she basically says goodbye to her old life, and turns and walks back to her boys. Mm -hmm. She's going to fight this. And this is where, as I think I said in the first podcast, I must have confused this story and mixed it up with another time traveling Hermione story mm-hmm. because there's one that I remember where she does go back to her time after a certain amount of time has passed. I think she just after Hogwarts or something like that. And mm-hmm. Remus has remembered her this whole time and has been waiting for the time when she remembers going back. Right. And then I she goes and fix. meets up with him in the present day as well. I it's, had remembered this as ending that way as well. I have read that fic. I don't recommend it just because, to me, it's kind of bagel-y. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah, well. So. There are extenuating circumstances. <laughs> it's weird! <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of being bagel In any case. Uh, this is why I can't get into Snape. Hermione. It's, it's ew! We find out that Remus... Never slept with Bellatrix. Well, we already knew that, but Hermione didn't, and so he tells her. Yeah, because, of course, Bellatrix would bring that up all the time and torment her. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, but she told me. And you're sort of going, yes, and you believed her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they spoon. And that is the end. Except not quite. The end. Of, yep. And then we have. But there's an epilogue. An epilogue. There is an epilogue, <laughs> which I missed on my reread. Which is not 19 years later, but <laughs> no, it's only ten years too. later. <laughs> yep. Ten years mm-hmm. later. Hermione's washing dishes, and then there's a crash. Yeah. <laughs> I told you to get ready for bed. <laughs> yes, mom. We are in Hermione. Mm-hmm. And they're giggling. And Remus has a And Remus apparently has beard. grown a beard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it doesn't sound like you're getting ready for bed. <laughs> We're in our pajamas. <laughs> you're not up to anything, are you? No, Mom. <laughs> Harry? He's like, um, uh, yeah. no. <laughs> you guys need to go to sleep. We're going to catch the train. We can sleep on the train. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go right. to bed now. This is reminding me of the first time I went to sleepaway camp. Mm-hmm. We got we got up at five a.m. the first day because we were so excited. Aww. So we had like two hours where we were doing nothing but like walking around the campsite, <laughs> like mm-hmm. waiting for things to start. Yeah, yeah. We find out that James has been on an extended assignment, so he's. So that's why Harry's staying, staying with, them. with them. Yep, but he's going to meet him to say goodbye on the platform tomorrow. And Sirius might, but he shouldn't hold his breath because you never know with Sirius. Yeah, he's nervous. Harry's nervous about school. What if nobody likes him? Yeah. What if it's like it was when James took them into hiding because they all thought what was it? They all thought oh, so, oh, somebody there had been a kidnapping attempt and James took him into hiding, mm-hmm. and Harry has said if somebody was going to kidnap him, that must mean everybody hates him. Oh, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's, That's why they have to run away, is because people hated him. Yep. Mm-hmm. But they finally have gone to sleep. And, and Hermione's progress again. And Hermione's progress again. <laughs> yes. Early yeah, it's enough. the next morning that she has that conversation with Harry. Mm-hmm. But she mentioned it in this little area. That she's pregnant. She's, she's thinking mm-hmm. about the fact that she's preggers. Mm-hmm. And she convinces Harry that... People don't necessarily hate him. It's just because he's special and they get scared of that. And mm-hmm. then don't worry, you'll will make friends. Look at your father and Sirius and Remus. And yeah, even if you and Nate aren't in the same house, it'll be fine. So he goes off to get ready and Remus comes up behind her and she jumps a mile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll be fine, he says. She wishes that they could tell him about the prophecy because he needs to know what's going to happen. Remus says, you don't know what's going to happen. And James is his father and it's his decision. And Nathaniel wants his self-warming socks because it might be cold in the (laughs) castle at night. (laughs) Even though it's the middle of summer. Right. Right. And Harry's trying to make his hair life flat. When it's winter. Mm -hmm. And Harry's trying to make his hair fly flat. Yeah. Yeah. I offered to do it with this new spell, but he won't let me do it. (laughs) (laughs) He said I just set it on fire. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. Well, apparently Nathaniel and Seamus will be getting along just great. Yeah. (laughs) Pyromaniacs. Let me get this straight, Professor. You actually give us permission to do this. That is correct, Longbottom. To blow it up. Boom. Boom. Wicked. 
how on earth are we going to do that? Why don't you confer with Mr. Finnegan? As I recall, he has a particular proclivity for pyrotechnics. I can bring it down. That's the spirit. Where you go? I love Nathaniel. You're not going to embarrass me, are you? We'll try desperately hard not to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she kisses him on the nose and he says, you're not going to do that at the train station, right? Mm-hmm. They, they get to the station there. and Sirius is there. Yeah. I knew he'd be here. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. He's the favorite. He's the favorite godfather. Of course uh-huh. he is. He's the fun one. Yeah. <laughs> You can't owl us to let you know you're alive. To let us know you're alive every now and then. <laughs> oh, that hurts. Smacks him on the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Get the trunks on the train, and they look. Harry's for still nervous. James. For James. James does yeah. show. Finally. Mm-hmm. Poor James. Yeah, and you think maybe it's because he's been away from the Wizarding World for five years or whatever it is that Harry's so nervous. Mm-hmm. And then. And she says, oh, I'm exhausted. And of course, it doesn't help being um, nothing. Never mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always thought it was, I think it's also funny that she sees herself right. on the platform. Talking to her parents. Yep. And, and Sirius goes over and helps her. And she's like, what is she doing? He's just, uh, what was the line here? Letting, letting curiosity, curiosity get, get the better, better off. Better. <laughs> and Rima says, I'll go make sure he stays out of trouble. <laughs> he goes over too. They're both curious. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible yeah, paradox. Did you tell the boys? And they're like, well, we'll, we'll tell them when they come like home Christmas. for holiday. Mm-hmm. There's this girl in our year who has your name, Aunt Hermione. Gee, yeah. I wonder how that happened. Yep. <laughs> she looks different. <laughs> hair different. Teeth are different. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, she's but, got a haircut. But, but you've got to realize, too, that no matter how much you age, you still look like you did when you were 11. Yeah. You do. Well, yeah, but still, the, to a certain I don't know that kids are necessarily going to put that together right away because, I mean, yeah, that's there's true. your aunt and then there's the annoying girl at school. You're not yeah, gonna... but also, you also have to remember, too, that here we've got Harry who looks just like his dad. Mm-hmm. And everybody tells mm-hmm. him that. He's going to see that in other people, too. You look just like so-and-so. You look just like my Aunt Hermione. Yeah, yeah maybe. the same name. Can you imagine him saying that? Uh, little Hermione. <laughs> what? <laughs> and off the kids go, and Hermione's like, I so can't believe they're gone. And James mm-hmm. says, I wish Lily could have seen him today. Me too, but I'm glad he had you at yeah. least. And then Aww. later that night, when the Remus was talking to her earlier, he mentioned something about finally having some time alone. And she says, you know, what you were saying about that uh, mm-hmm. might have to yeah. look out. For another 11 years or so. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have another baby. What? <laughs> yeah. This one's a girl. Well, we don't know that for sure. Do we know that for sure? Oh, no. we do. Yeah. Know that for yeah. Sure. But she's only like mm-hmm. two months along. A perfect yeah. little girl who will be just like you. Lily yeah. Hermione. Because she did all the blood work to make sure there was no lycanthropy involved. And there wasn't. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And Lily. Quit licking me. Hermione Lupin? <laughs> no. I have a four-legged one who's like, you well, have a favor. Lick, 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 lick. Yeah. I liked this. It was, you know, I, I won't say it was fun because there were definitely parts that weren't fun, but it was a good read. And, you know, I will, 
uh, second Trisha that there were some grammatical errors, but the text mm-hmm. reader takes care of a they lot of that. They were terrible. So. Yeah. The tra- the as long as you ignore the evil apostrophes clean. in a chapter or two, <laughs> you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> Lily, you're being very clingy. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, text reader. (laughs) Apparently somebody did fan art of this, Mm -hmm. but we can't find it because fanfiction.net eats the links. And I actually did search for it and found the page where it would have been, but it isn't anymore. That's too bad. Oh, well. Well, this is not one of my favorite, like my top five favorite fanfics, but it is a milder version of the fanfics that I read. So this is why I wrecked it. It's, it's, this is, you know, a mini intro into the things that I like to read most of the time when I'm not reading things for Pofua. So if you really enjoy this and want to delve deeper into the hardcore, crazy AU slash you know, alternate fest. dimensions, angst fests. I have an entire li- library of links full of <laughs> this kind of stuff. And I like novel length things too, so they range longer than this. So yeah, ring me up. If anyone out there in, in listener land wants something, just come on the forums. Yeah, and we are certainly glad you recommended this. I remember reading it before, but um, I obviously had some misconceptions about it. I really enjoyed going through it again. It was nice. Definitely had some stressful points in this story, but uh, we got through it in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It was fun. And I guess that concludes our podcast series on this time around. Yeah. And next time, I believe we're starting another series. I don't even remember. Of various different Fixed by Bear. We're doing Fixed by Bear. Yep. I have never heard of before, so this time I'll be reading through things for the first time. I have read some of her stuff, but not this stuff. His. His. I, I don't know. I'm used to my friend Bear, who's a woman, so... No, it's not that Bear. Yeah. No, I know Different it's not bear. that Bear. I don't think it's the one who signed up to the forum, either. I know way too many Bears, and most of them are girls, so... Well, it's it's sort of the be. default assumption in fanfic that the author will be a woman. That's true. There this is true. In, in, in Harry Potter fanfiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And there There's are, difference you know, the others. If you go to Star Trek or Star Wars fiction, it's mostly boys. Or, I'm sorry. It's us- it's usually male, <laughs> not female. Some of whom are boys, and some who may not be. But, right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad we went through this. Hopefully, we gave you enough detail that you enjoyed it, and uh, not so much that you fell asleep halfway through the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we did try and we moved through at a in larger chunks this time than we often do, so it was sometimes a little hard to keep up. But I think it went well enough. And yeah, yeah. I think we made sense. I hope we made sense. If we didn't make sense, come on the forum and tell us about it. Yeah, <laughs> or if we did, but you know, yeah, come and share. We'll definitely be glad to hear from anybody who has things to say. And I hope everybody enjoyed our podcast coverage. Yes, me too. Yeah, right. And we also try not to ramble on too terribly much because you know we go off top enough as really? it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, we never go off digits. We're completely, uh, completely focused every, all the uh, time. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're right. focused on going off topic. <laughs> we really are. Well, we're good. I think we've all said our pieces. Yeah. So I guess we'll say good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye. Good night.
Here are some words from our author. We always enjoy it when authors have a chance to get back to us on our podcasts and comment, and this time we got an actual letter, so I'm just going to read it for you. Here's what she has to say. I'm so glad that people like what I've written, and I'm beyond honored that they have added their own creativity to this story. I've had fellow fans translate the story into at least four or five different languages, and I've been sent links to artwork and YouTube trailers of this time around. And now I'm even more honored that years after I've finished this story, there is still interest in it, and Potterfic Weekly is covering it. I was never actually a very active writer, but this story sort of forced itself into being. I used to carry around a notebook and would write all the time, even at traffic lights. I promise never when I was driving. I can even say I was paid to write it, since I spent a good deal of my time at work pecking away when no one was watching. It was just such a necessity to write this, and the story would not leave me alone. At the time, Order of the Phoenix, the book, and Prisoner of Azkaban, the movie, had come out, so I was just loving the Marauders and wishing there was time in the movies and books for more of their story. Sirius and Remus allude to the past often, but I never felt like there was enough details to satisfy me, so I decided I would fill that in. I also wanted to write a romance that felt real. Too often in stories, people are unrealistically happy all the time, or there's nothing but drama that builds itself to a big wedding and a happy ending. Well, I'll be the first to admit that there's a lot of sugar at the beginning of Remus and Hermione's relationship. That's what I remember high school love being like. Lots of extremes of happiness and depression and drama and, of course, as was pointed out in the podcast, lots of hormones. My hope was to show the great arc of love, including the stressful moments and the times when you're not on the same page or feeling love, but still being committed. I hope that comes across. I'll touch on some of the parts of the story that got commented on the most in reviews. The grammar at the beginning is atrocious. My only defense is that I got better as I went on. I'm not good at editing my work, and it shows. The most reviews I received, besides the final chapter and the ones that still come in even all these years later, is that everyone universally agrees that Sirius should have dropped Peter from the balcony. It always makes me giggle when I get a review that says this. There was a lot of controversy about Lily's death. It killed me to do it, but it just had to happen. I remember reading an interview J.K.R. did about having to kill Sirius and how she cried when she did it, but it had to be done. In my head, it was the only way for Harry to still be the Harry we all know and love. I also thought there had to be real consequences to the war. As a side note, it's why Twilight doesn't work as well as Harry Potter. There are no real, lasting consequences in that series. Don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of the series, but it's no Harry Potter. Well, I'm running out of things to say. If you have questions about the story or my process, I'm happy to answer anything. Thank you again for including my story in your podcast. It really is an honor, and I can't wait to hear the rest. Christina Well, Christina, we're very glad the story did get itself written, and that you decided to send this in and comment for us. And we hope you enjoy the last episodes of the podcast as well. If you have anything else you'd like to say, please feel free to stop by the forum and comment there, or send us another note. I guess that's all I have to say as well, so signing off again. Good night, everybody. So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.